Camurray. Name that tune. This right. is one from our childhood. <clears throat> Let me warm up. Angry Beavers. Yes. Oh, good job. Nice. Good call. Wow, the you, would, you guys would be great in an 80s game show together. <laughs> <laughs> the first yeah. tune is Angry Beavers. I had the Angry Beavers theme song pop into my head during the weekend. I just started doing it all the time. Angry Beavers. I was listening to the Gummy Bears theme song earlier this week. Ah, yes. I remember you um, going on about the Gummy Bears theme song before. Yeah. That show where there was about Gummy Bears. I don't even remember that. I think it was really obscure. Do you remember the show David the Gnome? No. Yeah, yeah, I remember David. Well, David the Gnome was Nick Jr. Yeah. It, I Is think, that, isn't that right? I think so. I think it was one of those shows that was on like real early in the day for like the little, little kids. Yeah, Nick Jr. Nick Jr. is like from like six in the morning till like one or something. Yeah. You know? what, was the, what was the show where it was like Baby Bill Cosby? Mm. Little Bill? Was that it? Uh, there was a show called Little Bill. Yeah. I wonder if when Bill Cosby got in trouble... If Little Bill got taken <laughs> out, also I imagine so. They sniped. Talking about Bill. Fat Albert? No, there no, was a little. Th- there was a show called Little Bill. Little and Bill, it was like oh, about okay. Bill Cosby narrating about Bebe's kids. Is that what you're talking about? Himself as a, a child. That I know. Or cool World. Is that what you're referencing? Mm, I'm not. Oh, okay, good. Dude, I David the Gnome was tight though, man. I, I used to watch that. I don't know shit about David the Gnome. It was on like when we were in like preschool or kindergarten. I feel like David, my gnome. He was a little gnome, and he lived in a tree, and he was like ride around on birds and shit. Yeah. Okay. And squirrels, and I think he had a wife, I, right? I, I recognize like I don't his remember. face. I remember barely shit about David the gnome, yeah. right? Because you know I was probably like six when I watched that shit. The world of David the gnome. It was a Spanish animated series. Oh, Spanish, huh? Hmm. Spice. Um, welcome back to the Game's Gonna Riot podcast. <laughs> that's a good segue because that's a video game related reference. Uh, for us it is. Uh, we're back with a full boatload of boys. Uh, taking some brief hiatus because uh, we had only been playing one game. Yeah, this yes. is how I remember David the Gnome. Uh, R- riding a fox. R- riding a fox. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But now we got a boy cast. Um, <laughs> our, my last, our last episode I named Full Boy Blowdown. Okay, um, this is full boy blowdown too. Yeah, this is uh, this is second the blowdown sequel. really. That sounds um, good to me. Yeah, so yeah, because we haven't done one since you were on last. 
So it's been a couple of weeks. Oh shit! But yeah, I was just telling Abby on my way out. I was like, oh, I think like it's been like a month since I was on. Like, it's yeah, been like three weeks. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was like you were on tour, except you were just you know doing shows around this area. Yeah. Yeah. You were doing well, the. That's what you gotta do. Nobody. Fucking but there have been some some really good yeah. fights too. Some weekend fights. Now we've subbed into the fight nights, so that is uh, fun times. Anyways, you're Matt Hazlett. That's me. You're back in action. Yeah. You're Mike Burdett. Yes, I'm front in action. I'm still Brian Garthoff after You're all these years. Middle action. Well, <laughs> Simon. Um, here we are. We're going to talk about video games. I have, let's see, let me count my, I got four. Four games to talk about. I think I actually only have three. Mm. Mr. Matt Hazel, how many games you got to talk about today? Three is probably me, too. Okay. One of mine will be pretty brief also. Okay. Um, actually, two of them will probably be brief. Anyways, uh, Days Gone update. I defeated the first horde in that game. Turns out they um, wall off a special weapon that makes that a possibility. You get like these, um, what's it called? What's that fucking napalm? Napalm Molotovs? Yeah. And they are good for burning huge crowds of zombies. Right, okay. And so eventually, yeah. The way to go about defeating those is to wait and play a bunch of the game when it starts to drag. I hate when games don't tell you that kind of shit because then you try you're trying to do shit that's impossible that yeah. you can't even do. Well, there's probably a way to like cheese it or like yeah, but, but I mean, yeah, but you're not supposed to be able to you right. Know, like, yeah, they're they're uh, imminent threat and they still are. Once you get those, but those like thin the crowd out like a motherfucker. Are those what was in that that one E three trailer, like the original one? Yeah, the hordes are like the big. Like, no, no, I mean the he throws a Molotov at, down in the horde and like kills a bunch of them. Uh, so. I don't think so. In that thing, he's like tra- like he's like he's like turning he's around, like, shooting an assault rifle with one hand. So that's like to me like nothing what that game ended up being. oh yeah so, he's like kiting them through that barn and up to the roof and then that is actually a stage too but like i'm never gonna play like that so it's just like yeah there's totally just like a tech demo version yeah a little uh what do they call it vertical slice vertical slice indeed exactly what i was looking for so yeah um that game started to drag um and the story got super um dumb and it was already dumb to begin with, so it just kind of ratcheted it up. Oh, uh, what? You weren't thrilled with what's his face? Like Big Tex riding his motorcycle <laughs> and, and uh, uh, talking to his friend Whiskey Hank or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, te- Tex and Whiskey Hank are, are they're still at it, but um, the, I would be so much more interested if that was There's the, the fucking title of the podcast, <laughs> Big Tex and Whiskey Hank. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first dumbass shitty biker names I could think of because I figured those guys. Had, I really like, want to spoil part of it for you because it's so dumb that it's like, bro, I'm never gonna play this. Game. And I don't care okay. about the story. I'd Days play Gone it. spoilers. Okay, the entire game, like the beginning of it, you're like separated from your wife because you're like, here, get on this helicopter, babe. I gotta hang out with Boozer so he can make it because he's Oh, his hurt. name is Boozer? Yeah, yeah his name's Boozer. <laughs> Whiskey Hank. <laughs> okay. And, uh, Jesus Christ. And then uh, you find the wreckage and believe that she was killed. And then you find out she's alive. Ooh. And then she's like... What an original plot twist And Then is. she's like totally like, oh, well, I'm all about like finding a cure now. And it is so dumb. Like ever since I found out she was alive... And everything she has said and done 
has just been like ultra annoying and stupid. And so I totally hate that character and don't give a fuck about something I never really gave a fuck about, but it it had its like s- small moments. Um, the game's still all right, but it's like very repetitive. So that's the phase that I'm at with that. It sounds a lot like Mad Max in that Prob- regard. It probably like, is. I really liked Mad Max and thought it was fun, but then after like 10 hours of it, I was like, you know what? There's like 25 more hours of this, and I just don't think it's going to Yeah. There's, it has its moments, though. There's some cool stuff, but uh, and I'm, I probably will still beat it because I'm really far. Um, but yeah, I don't give a fuck right now. Uh, give me a game, oh, Michael. Uh, I started playing Pyre. Ah. Oh. I have that on the old... Uh, <clears throat> I bought it on GOG many moons ago. What's and that I studio's was, name? It's eluding me right now. Uh, Supermassive? Yes. No, Supermassive is Until Dawn, people. Is it Super, Super Giant? Giant? Super Giant. That's yeah. what, yeah. Stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I played all their other games, uh, which is two other games. I guess that was a little too grand. I played their two other games mm-hmm. before this. Uh, really liked them. And this game is way different than those games. Um, obviously, um, Transistor is like kind of a... I don't know I don't even how to describe what the type of game that is. At its core, it's like a action slasher it's game. Like, but it's, it's, like, like a, it's like an... It's like a strategy. It's like an action strategy RPG. Yeah, it's very unique, and your weapon is a like a person, and it's just really cool. Um, and then, uh, what's the name of their first fucking game? Bastion. Bastion is kind of just a straightforward third person action slasher game, although you switch your weapons around and stuff like that. But this is like a sports ball game. Mm-hmm. It's almost like an American Gladiators style, like run the ball in the whole game. Um, but it's got the same kind of art style that they're known for, kind of the, like the picture that's just sitting there and not, you know, like, you know, it, it, the dialogue. There's no actual voice acting. It's all nonsense language. Does it have amazing music like their other games? Uh, it's pretty good. It's a little like, yeah, because it's kind of that weird juxtaposition thing they do a lot, which is it's kind of like space, but you're like rickety space pirates. So you're like going around in this gigantic overstuffed wagon but the wagon also travels like through space um but yeah it's got Uh, good music and the characters are pretty like you the first team you i haven't played much of it granted i've only played probably like an hour and a half or so but i don't think it's a very long game anyway um the first characters there's like a demon lady who has giant horns and then normal guy and then a dog with a mustache um and so he's like the quick guy and the meat the normal human is like your general, like, he moves pretty quick, but not as fast. And then the big lady has a huge, like, damage sphere, but moves very slowly. Mm-hmm. So the core mechanics of the game are you're running to the center of, a, of, a, of like, an, an arena to get a ball. And your point is to try to score the ball into their goal by either running it in or throwing it in. And then you can only control one person at a time, obviously. Um, but they, other people don't move. And it's the same idea on their end. Only one enemy will move at a time. And then each person has like an aura about them that if you go into it, it'll like destroy you. And then so you kind of have to strategically leave people where you want them to defend while you're moving your guy around and trying to score. Um, when you're moving your guy, is it like turn-based or is it like you were... 
no, it's, all over the screen. It's yeah. it's real time. Okay, real time. Um, yeah, and then they have one other person moving towards you, and so like so when you don't have the ball, everyone has an aura, so you can like be offensive with your defense if you want, and like charge into the ball handler, mm-hmm. and your aura will destroy them, and then that person's out until someone else gets knocked out. Um, and then if you score with someone, it also takes them out until someone else gets knocked out. So you start with three people, and then you basically rotate two in and mm-hmm. out. But it's to prevent, basically, if you like playing with the fast guy, it's to prevent you from cheesing and keep using him over and over again because it takes him out as soon as he scores. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. And then you level up, and that gives them abilities as they're going along. Um, a lot of standard stuff like... You, there's a shorter amount of time that they're out of the game after they score, or they they have like they do more damage to the uh, opponent's goal because it's like it's almost damage based. It's not like points. So some guys will do more damage than others as you level them up and shit like that. And then all the in between stuff. There's like story going on where you're trying to discover like who you are and where you came from. Mm-hmm. And then the whole point of the game is you're trying to get out of like this purgatory you're in. You've been like cast out of civilization basically, and you can win your way back in via okay. the Pyre tournament. Um, How much of the gameplay is the non-Pyre tournament game stuff? Fifty-fifty. Okay. It's actually maybe even uh maybe even be more than like So what is that gameplay like? It's just like going through dialogue um okay. and there's been a couple times when I've made choices and it'll yield different things but a lot of it's just kind of like moving the story along. Mm-hmm. Um and just kind of reading and then you can like have free time to choose to do different things. Um, but it's not like super complicated. Basically you're just like, you can talk to one of the characters and get backstory or you can like read some of the like tomes of, of how the game works. And then it'll give you like knowledge towards points for something else. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. And like as much as I've just described it, it sounds very weird. It is kind of weird, but once you're playing it, like it took me literally 10 seconds to be like, Oh, okay, I get this. Mm hmm. And again, I'm early on, so I'm sure more mechanics will be... Inter- well, not sure, but I'm guessing more mechanics will be introduced to make it a little more complicated. Right. Or the teams might be a little better, obviously, as you're going along and leveling up. Uh, but so far, I haven't really had too much trouble beating anybody. And I've played, I think, like three matches. Um, and that, like I said, that was over the course of about an hour, hour and a half. Um, because there's quite a bit of like the story tie-in stuff. But yeah, I, I like it. I like their games a lot, and it's... It's kind of cool to see them go in a totally different direction. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, going different, like, this is years old now. Yeah. But, you know, to have a, a game that's so offbeat from what you have previously released is not what you see from a lot of game studios. So uh, it's pretty cool. I don't know. Are they work? Have they been talking about working on anything else? I'm sure or? they're doing something else. That game was like two years ago, but it's a small studio. Cause, uh, yeah. Because, like, Bastion originally released, like, a long time ago. Yeah, like it was like 2013. So I was going to say it was like, it was like, like six or yeah. seven years ago. Yeah, um, longer than that, probably, probably, probably like eight like or ten, eight or nine. Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, so I've liked all their games, and this so far I like a lot. Yeah, I, know. I think Bastion was one of those uh, when the 360 had the the Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, it was like around that era where like digital only games was like a new thing. You know? Yeah, because. Uh, Ba- or Transistor came out in 2014. Bastion was 2011. So there was three years in between each of their games. Pyre came out in 2017. Oh, and then they had that Hades game. That's what they're working oh, on. Oh, Hades. Yeah. yeah. That actually looks super rad, and I've, I've been meaning to check That's it out. That's in, like, uh, early access. 
Um, yeah, it's it's an early on access. PC. That's what they're doing. I, f- I remember seeing that. It's just on the uh, Epic Game Store. Uh, no, it says available on Steam on their page. It is not available on Steam. Oh, well, they're lying. <laughs> maybe it co- maybe it comes to Steam when it actually comes out. Uh, I don't know, dude. It's uh, there's a Steam page for it. Can you buy it though? Well, I wouldn't be able to on my phone probably either way. Well, it'll, you know. I don't know. It's an early access game. I thought it was Epic Game Store exclusive. Maybe it's maybe it was for like a year or something. It, you know, it came out the day of the Game Awards because mm-hmm. it was announced that day, and they were like, "And you can play it." You know what I That's mean? That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> I yeah, wonder it if it was just. I wonder if it was just like half a year or something. I don't know. Um... Okay, well, that's uh, that sounds uh, good. Do you think it's going to be, um, like one that you like based on how much you played now? Do you think you like it more or less than the other ones, um, or about the same? I, I have to see how the story develops because those first two games, a lot of the fun, especially Transistor, was like the story. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, Hades is not out on Steam. It comes out, I think when the game actually comes out early access is December 10th and that's when it comes out on Steam. Oh, uh, uh, okay. okay. So it's an early access only on the on Epic, Epic, Epic okay. Games. So it has like a whole year uh, exclusive on the Epic Game Store. And it's scheduled to be fully released this December? December 10th. All right. It comes out and um, it'll be on Steam. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I, it's so different in gameplay. If the stories is interesting, I think I could like it as much, if not more, because obviously I've, I like the sports type games, and even though it's very simple, um, I like how it works so far. It's probably going to be hard to beat Transistor just because I love that game so much, and it was so like there's nothing like it. That game is so rad. Yeah, I uh, like that game a lot. Also, I was incorrect. Steam does er, Hades doesn't come out of early access December 10th, but early access on Steam launches on December okay. 10th. Okay, there we go. Ah, uh, okay. The sordid world of PC what launchers. A, what, a, and what a complicated th- thing uh, to talk <laughs> about, just talking about when a game comes out. Yeah. You know? How do I play this? technically isn't even out Yeah, and won't be out that's even bu- on the date that, that it that's comes That's such out. bullshit. The game's fucking out. It's been out since like the winter time. Like yeah. Fall or whatever. A build of it, at least. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, Pyre. Seems cool. good. I uh, I remember hearing about that game a lot, but uh, their games have all kind of eluded me. I, I gave bar- Transistor like barely a try, um, and I don't even know why. Probably just because I was playing some other shit. Yeah. Um, but I I've heard nothing but good things about all their games from people that have played them. So. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, I remember the the game of the year stuff from that year and that game getting mentioned a lot, and me having. No fucking idea what they were talking about because they're like, no, no, it's kind of like NBA Jam with Wizards, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> That's what kind of turns me off about it because I don't really like <clears throat> uh, sportsy type games. So, I'm well, I don't know. You liked Rocket League and stuff, so maybe, yeah, maybe this is kind of that like fantasy, not real sports stuff, but more just like exhibition matches. Well, Rocket League was like playing against real people and like multiplayering with friends online and shit is what is fun about that. Just like drinking beers, listening to Spotify while I like voice chat with somebody and play Rocket League, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, as far as like a story-based sports kind of game 
single player. Yeah, and I'm so early on, I'm not sure exactly like where the story's going to go, so I'll have to see how strong that is, because I've heard that, again, like you said, from Game of the Year stuff, that the story is one of the stronger parts, which mm-hmm. is usually how it goes with their games, so yeah. we'll have to see. Yeah. Cool. Mr. Bag, what you got to talk about? Um... So I was. Tr- I wanted to finish that Wolfenstein game, but I probably still will. Young Blood. Eventually, um, I was really liking it a lot, and I d- wasn't finding it too difficult. It was like manageable and great. And then um, I realized how bad the fucking checkpoint system is when mm. I got to. So there's these things, these missions called brother. Mi- like you have to. These things called brothers are like these fortresses like that you have to infiltrate and like beat a boss in. I think there's three or four of them total. Um, so like you have to you have to get to level 20 before um, you're like in the like the missions have levels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like yeah. um, it starts out and it gives you the brother missions if they all have skulls next to them because, um, you know, you're not level 20. So you you do like other missions and stuff to level up and then so i got to level 20 and figured i would just attack the brother missions and try to um you know just play through the rest of the story and uh i did the first one and i i did matchmaking just so i could play online with somebody because i didn't want to really do it with the ai you know Mm -hmm. and i you know you spawn in the street or whatever you have to take down this huge fucking robot thing that's has a ton of health and it's actually pretty hard and we like did that and then you fucking have to infil- kill a bunch of guards and infiltrate this prison and then you like shoot your way through this uh prison facility and then you get to this big open area where like uh there's this big battle and i my dude ended up my partner died or he fell down you know and i couldn't get to him to revive him in time because uh-huh. I, I was trying not to die and uh we only had one you have like shared lives Oh, okay. So, like, you can... Res- like a pool? You, yeah, you have three of them, and, like, you can replenish them with pi- item pickups. Like, there's, like, chests you can find. Mm. Um, but we only had one shared life, and it's usually not... doesn't matter, because the game's not super hard, so you can... So, and since you can res each other, like, I, I don't die. I haven't died a lot in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we died right there, and that would be fine if, like, it just, like, checkpoints you or something. Like, great. Like, let's keep playing this game. Like, it's fun. Um, no, it takes you back to the very beginning of the mission when you die. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's, like, how that's how strikes worked in Destiny 1, I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, in Destiny and stuff, like, it's fine. Whatever. But, like, in a story-based Wolfenstein game, well, that's kind of what they made this game into, though. It's like almost a wannabe destiny. But it's not like that at all, except for stuff like that. Yeah. Not in, like, as other than that, it just feels like a Wolfenstein game with a more, like, open world, like, Dishonored style hub to it. Mm hmm. And so, because I know people were comparing it to Destiny and shit when it came out, but there, in my opinion, there's a ton of hyperbole about the it being a games as a service game because um, it really doesn't seem like that at all. Well, no, but I mean, you add the damage numbers and life bars and fucking character levels and and you know shit like that, and then that comparison and skins and like the comparisons become yeah, but a I mean, bit, I mean, but Destiny has like hundreds of pieces of armor, and Wolfenstein has like eight different skins maybe more like original destiny and not destiny 2 well i mean like the skins is like basically a non-issue like yeah there's like eight different skins 
and then it's like each one is themed and there's a corresponding gun skin for each theme so it's mm-hmm. like like say you get the the digital red skin like there's also a digital red gun skin you know what i mean yeah and there's just like a handful of them i think also it's just like, like visually the look of like the characters nothing. being in the the fucking weirdo ridiculous armor yeah but people were people were comparing it to like destiny wandering around in destiny doing like um adventures and pu- and uh public events and sh- like yeah. it's it's not anything. it feels like a wolfenstein game in a dishonored kind of open world mm-hmm. like hub um until you get to shit like that. imagine if you're you're playing wolfenstein and you're like all right we've got to storm the castle fucking get there we're gonna fight the boss and then if you die in the boss you have to like replay the last half hour of what you just did you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just fucking crap garbage so if it would have checkpointed me, I probably would have kept playing it and like would have played like four hours of it that day and, or something. But I didn't. It, it was seriously like 15, 20 minutes worth of content that I was going to have to do over again right then yeah. just to get back to where I was. And I just turned it off. And I haven't played it since then. Mm. I know they're talking about changing a bunch of shit and patching stuff, so I'm kind of hoping to see. Why does it seem like Bethesda's in constant damage control now with every game? I don't know. And it's just such a baffling to see. If they just made it so, like, you respawn, like, the room before, it'd be great. It'd be fun. Mm -hmm. It'd be awesome. It'd be a a good game, you know? Yeah. But the fact that it doesn't respect my time enough and it makes me start the very fucking beginning of the mission, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I already did that part, and I just had a we had a fucked up accidental death, and now I have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fucking crap. So I'm probably gonna end up doing what I did, and it's a shame because I really think the difficulty is perfect amount of um, how hard it is, and for how rewarding I feel when I complete stuff. Um, but I'm gonna have to do what I did with Wolfenstein Two and just crank it down to easy, just to enjoy blasting through stuff because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not in a position where I'm trying to sit down for an hour and not make any progress in well, a plus, game. And then if you don't know like what the boss may entail, and then I, and then if it's like, I might oh, have... I breeze through this, and then you get to the boss, and like you said, you have a misstep, or it's just something that you don't know that well, but it's going to then cause you to have to do everything all Dude, over again. It's possible I might have to play through that whole mission like four or five times if I die on the boss. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, it's butt. Fuck that. Like, yep. I don't know what the fuck. And since there's no, like, Destiny, when you run strikes and stuff, I mean, there's, like, if seemingly infinite guns and infinite wep- or infinite armor and shit. And there's just so much shit you can get. So there's there's so many rewards in Destiny where it's like, oh, yeah, we'll fucking grind these strikes all day. We'll get this tight shit. But in Wolfenstein, like, there isn't any of that. So, mm-hmm. like, there's no reason to have it like that. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you can... You can uh, team up with people and run these brother missions over and over again but like why would you do that there's not not any reason to that's like saying like yeah i'm gonna fucking uh, uh, team up with my buddy and run like this one mission from the halo campaign over and over you know what i mean like what the fuck right like that doesn't make any sense no well yeah because if like it's like having a loot grind without the loot yeah that's exactly what it is yeah, there's, yeah there's, so there's, it's there's, like there, the there, whole point of a loot grind game is like 
it was just like you're saying, like not to compare Destiny to like, but like Destiny has a similar catch with like a lot of MMOs where it's like you do the same thing like back in the day when you pl- when I played Warcraft, it's like yeah, you can run the same dungeon over and over again because there's pieces that you can get and totally. an infinite number of combinations. It's like oh shit, I need to upgrade my boots or my wand or what the fuck ever you're using at the time. Right. Um, but if it's not like if that's not a pertinent part of what you're trying to do, then there is no like you're just spinning your tire, you know, spinning your wheels. Yeah, you I mean the, you get this currency that's like silver or whatever and you can use it to unlock skins or upgrade your guns, but like it's all standard shit like upgrading guns just how it is in any other game, you know, like upgrade the recoil, upgrade the right, like, yeah. you know, it's like you can use your silver to do that, but like also I don't find the game particularly difficult, so like I don't really feel a need to grind out currency for that or and I don't care about the skins because it's a fucking first-person game and I can't see my character. Yeah. It's so like, I don't give a fuck about what skin I have. Um, so it's just like, just a bunch of baffling decisions. Like, when I died in that brother mission it's, and it started me at the very beginning of it, I just, my first thought was, what were they thinking? Like, who, like, they obviously sat and had a meeting when they were designing this game and decided that's what they were going to do with respawns. Oh, you want to know what's even more bullshit about it? Uh, so it's one of those games where say I have like 300 machine gun ammo right? Mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right. And I, and I fucking use all the machine gun ammo and then I die when I respawn. Zero ammo. You don't, you don't, oh. it re it, so it respawns all the enemies and you respawn and have to go fight them all again. But all the ammo you spent before you died is gone. Great. Yeah. What the fuck? So I was like reading people online talking about like, yeah, I don't think I have enough ammo to fucking uh, kill this last boss. I don't know, I, and it keeps taking all my ammo. So and then, yeah, that was a uh, like, wh- like what? What the fuck? Like th- I, that, <laughs> like a child could figure out. Like, don't do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, who the fuck is making that decision there? This is fucking crazy. It, has, pro- it must be something to do with the fact that it's an online co-op game, or so- I don't know. But other people have solved this issue. So, like, mm-hmm. what, what the fuck? What a fucking misstep that... Because the game is cool. It's cool, but it's shit like that where it's like, okay, like... Yeah. Why? why what the fuck? That was uh, one of my problems with Prey was that they had the dudes respawn in the rooms, but there's, like, never enough ammo. Yeah. Like, you just have to craft it. And so there'd be times where I'm like, oh, you put me in a situation here where I have to fight these guys that I've already beaten with ammo that I no longer have. And so the situation becomes real fucked up real quick. Yeah, but that's how those games are. That's how Bioshock is too. And fucking, um, you can clear out areas in Bioshock, but the enemies respawn in Bioshock. Yeah. But like not as fast as they did in prey. Oh, okay. So I haven't haven't finished prey yet, but yeah, but, um, all right. Um, yeah, that kind of sucks. I wish Bethesda would quit dicking with their franchises. And just yeah, they already have a win- winning formula. Maybe they're not getting sales. I don't know, but it's just so. It's just like a couple little design decisions that suck. That I I would think would not be terribly hard to fix. Uh, that make the game completely fall apart. Yeah, I mean, they, well, they dicked with Fallout to the point where now another studio is making a Fallout game instead of them, <laughs> and they're they're dicking with Wolfenstein and oh oh, you knows? mean how that the Outer Worlds? Yeah, and so now I'm just hopeful that um, Doom Eternal isn't too 
tinkered around with because I really liked the Doom from a couple of years ago. I think we all did. So yeah, it's like they're trying to retool their business model to like maximize. I mean, yeah, they're like, we can get like, with the times. It's like, no, you were the times. Stop. Um, yeah, people like <laughs> people like Bethesda yeah, games absolutely. for very specific reasons, or Bethesda published games. They yeah. have, and and. As over the past few years, as they have become a publisher and started putting shit out, they were building such goodwill with people by releasing really great games. And to just go, it's like they're taking the legacy that they've started building over the past five years or so as a publisher and just like pulled down their pants and just started spray dumping all over. All yeah, of it. I mean, like, they've had like, there's like mediocrity too and along the way. Like they fucking released Rage 2 and that game is super okay. I mean, it's it's certainly a fucking better game than rage one but i mean it's just it's like what the fuck are we doing anymore like i don't and they're they i've they talk ran out of goodwill with and them until doom eternal comes out if that's good then i'll i'll give them a fucking a little bit of of break but if, still if they fuck doom eternal up everybody that makes decisions at the top of the chain that's fucking things up there needs to go like I yeah. do not understand like how you could be like misread your market so extremely as to where everything you're doing is going to be a detriment to your sales. Like somebody needs to f- fucking take a business course or actually learn about the games industry because the the suits that make these fucking decisions and shit have no fucking idea. They don't. Well, you know, I mean, they spent like a good 15 minutes on phone games at E3, so I'm not super optimistic. But yeah, yeah, uh, we'll see. Well, My next game I got tone deaf. is. Um, well, let's see. There's two that I know you've played, so I'll name the one that you haven't, or at least there's two that I think you've played. Um, the, the one that you think I played, I don't think I've played. Oh, okay. Um, so what about the one I think I think I've played? <laughs> I don't know about the one you think that he thought, but... I know the one that I have that neither of you have okay. played, and so I'll do that because I only played about a uh, half hour of it. Okay. I booted up that there Blair Witch... Because it got thrown on Games Pass. I saw it got some good reviews, some middle-of-the-road reviews. Um, and I was like, I'm interested. Also, I was randomly um, listening to this thing about horror stuff. And we had talked about Blair Witch last week, me and you, Mike, just out on a thing. And then, uh, Yeah, the, I think we just randomly had a conversation about, like, hey, we both like that movie, right? Yeah, and you're and, like, yeah, we like that movie. And then Blair Witch came up again, and then this game came out. So I'm like, it's a sign. I yeah. should check this game out. You also don't like horror games, really, or you don't play a mm, lot of them. I'm right? I'm changing that this year, though. I've already got. I've already played at least three. Oh, two of them for this week. What horror games did you play? Oh, RE2. Oh, RE2. And then this, and then my next yeah, game. RE2 is probably a good way to start dipping your toe into the horror because you can actually fight stuff in it. You know. Well, actually, technically, I played four because it beat Resident Evil One this year. That was oh, at, oh, in oh, January remake. or February. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to dip back in because I'm reading a lot of horror books. Anyway, so Blair Witch one of more of like the modern kind of horror, um, uh, running away kind of shit, right? Yeah, which is not what I'm into totally. So the setup for this game is you're a dude looking for a lost kid in the woods. You have a German Shepherd. Its name is Bullet, and you like issue commands to it. Um, you're a cop. And you're not with the police force, but you have a walkie and they're somewhere out there already searching and you show up and you start off in the woods, pretty directionless. There are little areas with like trees that are caution taped up that kind of show you the outskirts of the map because there's invisible walls basically all around you that you don't know until you run into sometimes. Um, 
And I don't know. This game uh, might not be playable for two reasons for me. Okay. One being there's a German Shepherd and I have two Chihuahuas. And they uh, will not deal with that barking oh, dog. Wow, that's something I never even would have thought of. So well, but I could use headphones and stuff. But uh, that's a thing. Uh, two being that, uh, so you can send the German Shepherd out to like find stuff, and uh, like the first object I send him out to find, he stands over and I can't interact or pick it up because the game's not letting me. And then I had to call the dog over like somewhere else. And it literally took me five minutes to pick up this item that was ultimately of no consequence whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Yuckaroo. So there's, uh, it's sectioned off in, I think, chapters or something. Uh, something small happens. Uh, maybe it's not chapters, but it's parts or whatever. And I got to the second part right before I stopped. Um, but uh, I don't know. The game seems like... It's got the atmosphere right, which is what you need for a game like this. And the companion dog, uh, mixed review at this point, but mm-hmm. it seems from reviews that that is a plus and one in the plus column. So I'm going to give it a shot in the very least. I thought before this game came out that it was like a, the Friday the 13th game, that it's going to be like a multiplayer thing before oh, this. No. I don't know why I thought that, but I just did. And seeing that this is a first-person psychological like thriller game, I'm at least gonna give it a you know more of an effort, like another hour or two before I call it quits, um, because I might get into it more. And I kind of like some of the stuff they got going, but the the way that you handle and manipulate things uh, was not the best. Sure. I would say that, uh, and that has turned me off of games in the past. Um, similar games, like I thought, like. I didn't like the way you walked around and did shit in Soma, um, and I didn't. I didn't end up picking that game back up for. Oh, that game is so no good. real reason. I might at one day, but like I also let my PS Plus lapse, so now all my PS Plus games are like locked, locked away, and so yeah. I was like, "This is fine. I have less games to choose from, and I have plenty of games to play." Um, in the meantime, so I can't even remember the last time I played a PS Plus game. Right, which is why I was just like, "Oh yeah, I should probably not even do this anymore." If it wasn't for Destiny, I probably um, would. If it, there's one, let's see. If I end up getting Duty this year, that'll be a conversation I have to consider because if you end up getting it, yeah, I'm, I would I'm, get it on the same I'm system. All, at this point, it would have to be like a unanimous dumpster fire by like reviews yeah. for me to not get it which it appears to not be no i don't think it will like i said like it would have to be some sort of even if it only gets middling reviews um i'm gonna get that game because yeah. everything i've seen I, I like all the previews i've consumed have been very very like exactly what i'm looking yeah. for they've been went back full realism so i'm into that but uh, well and just out of like principle for infinity ward booting sledgehammer who i dislike everything they've done and just on principle being like okay my favorite studio booted the fucking bad studio out of rotation like i'll be there to support that so yeah. spite if you will mm. um but yeah so you might uh continue a little your bit. next game oh okay but that's really all i have to say for about blair, blair witch, witch. Yeah. i barely played it my dogs are going fucking crazy. No snotty girls and um, snow caps yet. No, uh, it's a different. It's <laughs> the same. It's different, but the same. You know, it's creepy woods same. adventures. Different. So it's Blair Witch in that regard. Okay, that's kind of like the uh, the remake they did, reboot slash, because it was less like 
found footage and more. I think it was still technically, but it was more like, you know, people in the woods, psychological. You mm. don't know what's going yeah. on. Thing. You do have an old school phone, like. So it's set in that like like a brick mid nineties okay. era. It's not quite a brick. It's the middle step to where it's like a bar phone with buttons. Gotcha. And you have to like arrow through your messages and stuff like that. Neat. So it's got that aesthetic. Nice. Okay. Second game for me. Uh, I beat Fire Emblem. Ah, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Three Homes. Uh, yeah, I beat it. Um, clocked in fifty six hours by the end. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, every second of it was great, and I will play through it again, not immediately, but eventually, because so much of the story and so much of what drew me in was, like, you getting to know the people in your house and them interacting and, like, their support links with each other as they go on, um, and all that stuff, and it'll be different for every single house I choose. And also the story, I'm interested to see how it changes because there are some pretty big shifts in the story, without spoiling anything, obviously, that um, I'm not sure how the other houses would navigate. Um, but yeah, so I beat it. Uh, the last battle was um, not great. I did not really love it, but I got through it. It did, uh, a, sev- it did a-, a cavalcade of gaming tropes that I don't like any of, oh, okay. which is the... You just beat a battle, and then there's a secondary. Yeah, we put in battle a part two to this. A back to back, yeah, yeah. And the second one is like way more difficult than the first. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't think that is ever a fun, th- fun or good thing to do. A- at the very least, I can tolerate like a new form of a boss, uh-huh. but even that, I think, is usually stupid. I think it's more. For me, it's more, and obviously just my opinion, more fun if I know what I'm looking at, I beat it, and it's over. Um, yeah, but uh, so it did that. It also did the thing where um, we're doing stuff that we have not done in the first 55 mm. hours of this game. Yeah. Uh, and we decided at the uh, at the 11th hour or 24th yeah. hour to be like, here's a thing you'll have to deal with that you've never seen before. And again... If it's a 10-hour game and eight hours have passed and you change something, okay, 20% of your game is still, like, I understand that. When I've played 50-plus hours of your game and then you're like, here's a curveball, it's like, it's unnecessary. It's not, I don't enjoy it. Um, But just, and it's not like, again, not spoiling a thing, but there's like a mid-character that's not even the boss that's like sitting on one side of the map and he one-hits everybody. Mm-hmm. even my level 50 main character and it's just like oh that's unacceptable so i had to kind of cheese my way and just like play all everyone on one side of the map and it worked i beat it but it was just like not how i usually operate in that game yeah usually i spread out send out like subunits like a task force and then get everybody going mm-hmm. um but then they also threw in people that would hit me from like literally a third of the map away and i was mm-hmm. like i've never seen this before I've never seen people with this kind of fucking range with magic and i was just like okie dokie there's I mean, that one meteor attack that you can drop on somebody from a fucking good block away like yeah i do remember that so but i i ended up beating it i didn't have anyone die in the entire game oh nice by the way by the time you get like halfway through you have so many divine pulses that yeah if you're like 
losing people, you're really effing up. Yeah. Because um, I think by the end of the game, I had 14 um, or 12 or something. Mm-hmm. And I did, I used like four in the last battle. But then once I realized like, oh, stay away from fucking yeah. Mr. Krypton over here that's like Superman, um, I was pretty good with it. So, but yeah, it's just like, so it was one of those things where once I realized to avoid him, it was all good. But the first I was playing it like really late to just to try to beat the game. I was like, final battle, let's fucking do this. And then I was running into that and getting very annoyed because you're getting to the point where like, oh, okay, we're doing this thing where you're going to fuck me in the ass. Um, <laughs> but uh, so because then I'm rationing like, well, who can I afford to lose? Right, yeah. To sacrifice, to try, like, to focus all this on this not even the... Like, if the boss is doing something, that's one thing. But I got, like, when I got to the boss, it was... I beat them. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the bosses usually, they have the thing where, I'm sure you run into a few times, like monsters have, where they have multiple life bars. Yeah, the gems. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, like, knock them out, and then the counterattack would do a lot, but not devastating one-hit murder. Mm-hmm. And then I, it allowed me to strategize, because you also eventually get the units where you hit, stick, and then move, especially if they're on, like, any kind of mount. I wish um, you didn't have to wait for the enemy turn to rewind when shit goes south, because yeah. the enemy turns can take a while. You're fucking telling me, brother. Because I... Even if you're one, holding on fast-forward, it's like... Yeah. Well, yeah, and you can go in the settings and turn a bunch of that shit off, but it's like, I don't want to turn that shit off. I just want to rewind right when I press it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my one uh, fight that I did recently, because I'll just give you an update here. I'm 36 hours in now, um, so my guys are around like mid-30 uh, levels. And um, it was like an ambush fight. And if I hadn't Divine Pulsed, I would have lost four characters in one fell swoop. Because they put guys yep. on the map and then they gave them the move. And so yep. then when I just like rewinded it, that and then strategized, I didn't lose anyone. Um, but yeah, I'm at a point in that game where uh, <clears throat> difficulty it has like ramped up a little bit, but now I'm specking towards master classes and starting to get some of those. And I think that's really fun. I think this is a slightly easy difficulty. So I am interested in replaying not only as a different house, but on the like class or whatever the other difficulty is. Yeah, harder or whatever. I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a fun game. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, loved pretty much every second of it. Uh, I loved my anime Harry Potter story that yeah. was going on. Uh, I never did end up recruiting anyone from another house. Nope, me either. Yeah, so I think that And part, I might have focused more on that had I known what eventually happens. Yeah, I think that was a little underbaked, and I feel like my guys' like skills are lacking in a way that like I'm constantly like doing drills with the main character. To, because he's my strongest guy on the battlefield, but then it's like, oh, dude, how is this still like a B for you, you know? Yeah, it's weird because I felt the same way, and then at some point I kind of realized it seemed to not matter because yeah. his sword would be like, oh, he's like a B sword, but he's dealing like he kills everyone in one hit. Is there a level after A+, plus? is it S? I think there is S, but I never got anyone to it because usually if I got someone to A or A+, plus, I would take them off of that's it. What, yeah, that's what I've done too. So um, I wouldn't I have done that if I had known that. But there's an uh, XP bar that fills after. Yeah, a, that's what know. I noticed. And like the the um, 
uh, support also goes to S with certain people. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So I'm assuming that this is a game that hasn't. Has yeah, I feel like maybe if the if the game can be completed in 50 hours, maybe they don't give you enough time to maximize a lot of the shit that it seems like you'll be able to do because it it just seems like there's a lot of bonds that you can't form it, it, given the amount of like free time you are. Well, and that's, interact with characters. Yeah, and that's the thing for recruiting. It you do need your stats to be high. Yeah. So that's the thing where it's like I don't. I never really got a sense of what how I was supposed to do that efficiently, because doing it for your students with the teaching thing, you can get them up really fast. Yeah. Especially if you're like single focusing on something. Mm-hmm. And then with the instructions and shit like that. Um, also, like at some point, they give you so much free time for exploring that you're just like throwing it away Mm -hmm. like when i leveled up but near the end and they were like you have more time to do this i was almost like not burdensome but it's just like i don't need that at all yeah so yeah there's certain activities now that i feel like oh well what's the benefit of me sending a guy to a tournament at this point just to get a couple like thousand gold or whatever like because i don't need that anymore like so, I did those to get master seals at the end because some of those tournaments did that, and those oh, were like okay. three thousand a piece. Yeah. So I did do, but yeah, I agree. Also, where it's just like, huh? yeah, there's certain activities that I'm just like, oh well, I don't need to waste my precious activity points on you yeah. on taking someone to the choir, right? Today, exactly. Uh, Mr. Bag, actually, I gotta pee and grab a beer. Basley, give me your burgers. I uh, bought a, a new old game. I got Destiny 2 uh, again. Oh, okay. Uh, but this time on the computer, the personal computer. Did you have to spend full price on that? Um, No. Well, so... Well, kind of. Um, Pardon. So there's Destiny 2, and then it had like three expansions its first year. And then it had the big Forsaken expansion. You got the latest bundled together one. Yes, everything. yes, you can get you, you you can get it with all the expansions for forty dollars. That's and, not that bad. And that's like you know like one hundred and eighty dollars is like how much it would all it all cost yeah. like over the fucking course of it all coming out. So, um, and I plan on um, getting the new shit on PC too. So I'll spend that'll be another like. Um, When's that shit come $60? out? That this fall, October. Mm-hmm. October. Okay, yeah. So pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. So they made it so you can use your characters from PS4 and shit on on the PC. Which oh, okay. Is wh- why I did that? Otherwise, I, I was not gonna fucking build a new character in Destiny. So, but I was kind of bummed because I got it on PS4 to play with friends and shit. But everybody kind of fell off it, or for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just been stuck on PS4 and kind of wanted to play it on PC. So um, when they announced that they were doing this, I was really excited. And um, I, I would have bought it again fucking a year ago if they would have done this. Then, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, but it's awesome. Is it uh, looking crispier on your on your joint? Does you have it like maxed out? Or is it, or is it mostly just like way more like performance-wise? Well, it runs it runs benefit? at thirty frames a second on console, yeah, and I can run it at sixty frames a second on my computer, yeah. So it's way smoother and like feels better. Um, does it look significantly better, or does it, it look about the same? It looks, a little better. It looks better too. Yeah. Okay. Um, and 
also the like the field of view on console is like 50 and I'm, i i said it's like 85 or 90 on pc so it just feels a lot better you can see a lot more all around you as you're mm-hmm. uh, doing shit and uh overall it's just an infinitely superior experience it also loads way faster too because yeah i'm sure destiny is a lot of like going out to orbit going to different you know like yeah. there's a lot of loading involved and it's like twice as fast um so yeah, so runs twice the frame rate. The loading's way better. It looks better, and the field of view is like doubled. So um, all around, it's just f- pristine. I would say is the word hmm. for it. It's what I. It's like because I already love Destiny, and I love it on PS4. You know, but yeah, it, t- it takes everything about every. It's everything I love about Destiny, and then it's like we made all this other shit way better. You know, just like shit that makes it just overall feels better to play and is more. Are you um, at this point right now exploring any content that you haven't played before, or is it kind of just like, like I don't know when the last time they released shit for Destiny Two was at this point. So there's a fuck ton of stuff for me to do because, well, I bought Forsaken when that came out. I think it was in the fall that came out. Yeah. And I played through like half of that and then I fell off of it. So when I picked it back up, I had actually picked it back up on PS4 Mm -hmm. um, like the week before they moved it over. And uh, I, so I played through the the second half of the Forsaken campaign. So I finished that. But then, so, so they've had, um expansions throughout like since since that came out you know okay they have like it's kind of confusing because they call it an annual pass and it's like um it means season pass basically right yeah but but they also have a season it's just it's their whole because they've changed their business model for each year so far it's been they've changed the business model for the expansions so it's kind of I was I kind of I kind of had to ask people on the internet basically I was like yeah. wait what do I need to buy you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's it's really fucking confusing I feel like, I feel like every couple of months there's one of those like threads where it's just like hey I want to play Destiny what the fuck do I need to get here where where should I be because there's just like they've released a lot of content for it well and the, and and it's confusing now because there's season passes this one has the annual pass but the, and then like games have battle passes too. What what makes it really confusing is the season pass. The first year um, got you all the expansions as they came well, out. Well, first year it was called the expansion pass. Okay, there. there. Yeah, even so. And, and so and so I I haven't played it in like half a year or more. So I was out of the loop about all this shit and didn't really understand. And then I get it confused with like. I assume I didn't look into it. I assumed the annual pass was like what battle passes are or something. You know right. what I mean? Like because there's it's there's a lot a lot of things about Destiny that they just don't explain because they don't need to because people will just look it up. But yeah, um, that game is like you know hundreds of things that they just assume you know. It's, that's like Destiny's thing. Um, so yeah, I was kind of confused about what even to buy, and then so and then they're changing the business model again because once this new shit comes out so the year destin base destiny and its year one content all those expansions is going to be free to play but you would still need to buy forsaken and its annual pass to get the, the that content mm-hmm. and then also buy shadow keep and that's a that's the one that's coming out in october right, right. So, so if you don't have any destiny 
Um, and Shadow Keep is like it's like thirty five bucks, or it's sixty for it with its uh, first season pass. And so there's going to be three season passes throughout the next year. Of debt, it's fucking confusing. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's tough to be, fucking nail down be, exactly. because like the annual pass is like like every three months is a season. So the annual pass has three season passes. Right, in it? right, right, okay. right. So or four or whatever. But however, it breaks down. Yeah. So so um, but this next one is gonna they'll be selling the season passes separately. Or you. <laughs> <laughs> or, or no, so when you buy it for sixty dollars, it comes with the and a pass for all the seasons for the whole year. Mm-hmm. But and if you buy it for thirty five dollars, it comes with access to whichever season it, it's currently happening when you buy it. Okay. Um. So so if you want to jump in, if 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 somebody didn't own Destiny at all and they wanted everything, you could just buy Shadowkeep and then you wouldn't have the Forsaken stuff. Um. But. It, like you should if if somebody was going to buy destiny once it, the first year content goes free to play you would still have to spend I, I imagine they're going to bundle forsaken in its annual pass with shadow keep there'll be a version like that i think it's been kind of tight-lipped though because there's the whole activision thing right and, yeah and so they're not because they're not selling that yet and we probably won't know until it goes on sale you know because i don't there's probably something they can't talk about futures I don't know. It's too bad that with the original vision of Destiny 1 that all that content isn't lumped in together. Not on, not that there's a lack of content for Destiny 2 because it seems to be the opposite thing because that was a thing with Destiny 1. Oh, but yeah. just like imagine like taking that much and like folding it in. Like if they were to, now that they're free of Activision, able to take like stuff from original Destiny and Taken King and push that into the like ecosystem they have right now and just like fucking make it even bigger. Oh, yeah, I feel yeah, like I that was the original that. vision of the original game. Right. And uh that would be fucking cool. Not that it'll probably ever happen. Sure. But who knows I, with their newfound like independence, I, like I don't know what they'll get. Yeah. I do think they'll probably do a Destiny three, but maybe that one will be the one moving forward where they try to make it a platform. The final destination. Yeah. But so yeah, it's really confusing release schedule and everything for Destiny, but Destiny's a fucking rad game. And I also there's a fuck ton of shit for me to do right now in Destiny. Mm-hmm. Like so much so that it's overwhelming and I'm going to have to like consult like guides about stuff because yeah. th- they've released a shit ton of content since Forsaken came out, you know what I mean? There's there's like these I don't there's like forges and uh, there's just all this shit that I don't even know what it is. Basically, there's, there's so many games vying for that, like be the the er game, and I feel like Destiny is probably the closest game to actually doing it. But Bes- like outside of like MMOs and shit, Destiny um, is basically it's a FPS MMO. Yeah, but I mean like the th- oh, so like more so I guess on console is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. They're yeah, probably sure. the one that is the most service game that there is like outside oh, of maybe yeah. like eso is doing some shit that i don't know about because they just put out another like their fifth fucking expansion for that but it seems like the gameplay for destiny is like head and shoulders way above. more suited to yeah fucking well, it, yeah it's moment to moment gameplay in destiny just doesn't get old well for some it does oh, but i, I mean yeah, for, I, I, yeah i mean compared to like mmo combat you know right. what i mean like at, at the end of the day like 
um, when you're playing Destiny, you're playing a bungee shooter, you know, like, yeah. so, like, it feels good and it's fun to play. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, left trigger, left trigger, right trigger, like, it's the, it's that game, you know? Yeah, because I can't think of another game that's out on PlayStation or Xbox that is done as much as Destiny, even though they kind of failed to do it with their first game, um, and then they, like, brought it back, but, like... And then they, they've completely overhauled Destiny 2, too. They've, like... They've really refined everything and made everything like way tighter in that game. Yeah, I think the uh, closest that you'd come is uh, much more called uh, Rainbow Six. Oh uh, yeah, that, I get that game Rainbow Six has too, yeah. yeah. They yeah. just that's another game where I was like, I think there was a free weekend. Actually, it might be now, and I was like looking They've done in, a few. Yeah, and at, like every time I look because I think it's I like first person shooters and I've been looking to fill that gap and it's like very tactical and kind of different and i know the people love it but like it's a it's another one where i'm just like all right so what do i need <laughs> like yeah where do i go because yeah. like if you buy the base game you can get the base game for like ten dollars yeah some but shit. it's just but it's like have... it doesn't seem like there's any point to it doing seems that like that's like almost the thing you don't want to yeah, do you if should, you end yeah. up wanting yeah. to play that game. i think i've heard people recommend that you just fucking go in and you buy like the, the, the latest version the, you know, the yeah. like everything deluxe yeah. version or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah i think they're on like, like third season now too yeah yeah and it seems like they keep tweaking it and the fan base they have is very loyal to it um and really likes it so it seems like and it's i still don't think it's as much as like destiny but no but that's a good call they're they're pretty much out there doing that because the anthem definitely flopped to do yeah, what's just done and dude. then um the division didn't seem like it really caught on the second one was pretty quick Pe- tame people that love it love it but it's not destiny you know? yeah but dude it's crazy to now to look back at year one of destiny because there was a lot of people pissed off when that came out and because there wasn't a ton of endgame content and shit. Because, of course not. It's the fucking first year of... And looking at it at now, three years later, looking back, it's like, oh, well, like, especially if they had all this planned out, like, it must have been so frustrating to have people be like, oh, if we could just tell them that we're going to be doing this. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. because now the way Destiny 2 is, is like... There's fucking you could play that game for like fifteen hundred hours and still not run out of shit to do that's new like to grind for or fucking um, quests like stuff that it, plus they every season they have like a different event you know like they mm-hmm. have this um what's it called the solstice or whatever event that's going on right yeah. now and yeah it lasted for like for like a month but it has, I mean it has like it has a set of gear for each character that you have to work towards and like do all these goals and shit and uh, and it has a whole like new zone and, and game type for it and it's like if you're willing to put like the work and effort into it on the like their end like you can sustain a game for pretty much as long as you want yeah i mean call of duty has been basically doing this in a different way of just releasing new games yeah but it's still been the call of duty experience year yeah, by year definitely um yeah it's that's a good way to put it it's like that but they just keep expanding upon the game they already have out. yeah which, which is, is why i think it would have been to me great if they yeah if they didn't have to release destiny 2 and they just had built it off from destiny 1 but it's on like sort of uncharted territory for like console games and shit and i'm sure there was a lot uh that activision wanted them to do that like got in the way um too and i'm sure they wanted to release a second game well if if i remember right their engine was also super outdated for destiny 1 yeah they were talking about how difficult it was to make like changes and it would take them like a whole day to render out changes for yeah so like 
Um, I think I think that was probably a main reason too, so that they could get a new pipeline. Yeah, they definitely streamlined the experience from the first to the second, just in the way the terms of like how they've been able to pump shit out. Because like even the first game, it was like people were waiting months for DL- DLC on that first game, and then when the Taken came came out, like it was the game that people had wanted, but it was like a full like year and a half after the game came out, so. It just uh, just ended up being different, but it, it's cool to see that game continue to change because I've always liked Bungie, and I've always liked the way their games have played, and I've never really like totally like ruled out playing it again. But it, at the same time, there's just so much it is a time investment, yeah. and, and it's like, well, that's kind of what's cool though because when when they have these year cutoffs, like they include like a character boost so you can get your character and you can just yeah. jump in and be right where everybody else is, you know? Um, so that, you know, it's like, they don't gate you off. It's not like you're going to have to fucking grind for 200 hours to get, you know what I mean? You can start right off the bat and be just jumping in with everybody else. who's already doing shit. I mean, I beat the single player story, so I think I've seen all there is to see. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's all there is to that game, right? Yeah, yeah, there's there's a fuckload of more. Uh, yeah, because there's that the main campaign, and then there's the Curse of Osiris campaign. There's the Warmind campaign, and then uh, the all, the whole Forsaken the Forsaken campaign is like a fucking eight hour campaign too. And, and then, then uh, how many raids are there now? So I'm I'm actually not sure exactly because so it's like. The raid from the first year, and then they had, like, when the expansions, raid lairs. I've never done any of these. Okay. But these are, like, smaller raids. I think there's a few of those. And then um, and then I think there was another raid for Forsaken and raid lairs, maybe? I don't quote So there's just there's plenty of shit that you haven't even tapped into with this game. Yeah, and then there's yeah. another raid coming out with Shadowkeep. Mm. And the raids... Um, I would like to do them all eventually. Maybe I'll hop on a Destiny Discord and link up with some people or something. But it's kind of tough because for the raids, you have to have six people. There's not, yeah. I don't think there's matchmaking still for that. And not only do you have to have six people, you have to have six people that uh, like can all sit down for four hours and do the fucking raid. You know what I mean? Like it's a pretty big time investment. Mm-hmm. And if if you don't know how to do the raid, like if you're all none of you do. It could take you like ten hours to yeah. do a fucking raid because it's like puzzles. You have to fi- you have to figure out what to do in the first place. Um, most people are probably that you would play with though already know, so they could just show you. So you probably can get through it pretty. Quick. But it's still like a few hours, you know. Like you have to schedule out that you can sit down for a few hours, all six of you. So it's like, and you have to be you know the highest l- whatever level, like mm-hmm. un- unless you want to really struggle you'd uh, tend to want to probably be over-leveled when you go into raid, the raid. So that's content that I feel like I'm not – I'll get to it, but it's not a priority for me because there's so much other shit to do in that game anyway. That yeah. The raid is just like a, another way to earn gear, you, they, you know, because mm-hmm. different, different activities give you different gear. And there's like – in the raids, there's a pool of like raid gear, you know, so like um, – there's shit that you can only get from doing the raids. Yeah. All right. But yeah, Destiny's fucking sweet, dude. And it seems like nobody's really mad about Destiny right now. Like in the fan base, everybody's kind of like, yeah, Destiny's yeah, if you've, sweet. If you've been playing that game, you know, for the last two years and shit, then I'm sure you're getting just more of what you want at this point. Like, Yeah, and I'm not even like a play the same game for a long time kind of guy, really, besides... Um, you know, I don't I don't play much Overwatch anymore, but I 
I'm sure I'll play more Overwatch in the future still, you know? Yeah. See, it seems like you'll jump onto one that is like an underlying like game you can go back to, which yeah. I think a lot of people, I mean, we do that with 2K. Like, yeah. it's always there. Like, it's, oh, it's, yeah, the, totally. it's the steady line, and then as we're switching in and out, it's like I can always go back to 2K. I, there I are certain games that if they had the four, like, site to do that business to that i would still be playing like if they had just built off that star wars battlefront one with all the shit that they've thrown into battlefront two like i'd probably still be playing that yeah because i like that game a lot Battlefront two is pretty dope dude yeah um there was a big update that just came out for it yeah so well, some more i need, shit I need to they, hop on that yeah yeah it's on there for like four i got it for like four dollars like a couple months ago. Right, yeah. EA is just like desperate to get p- people to play it. Well, I mean, people are playing it. It's, it's good. That's the thing, yeah. It's a good yeah. fucking game. And, uh, but yeah, I, I'll probably never get, I can't see myself getting tired of Destiny. Like, it's just like, you put it on, you can listen to a podcast, you shoot aliens, you get fucking gear. It's that like junk food video game satisfaction. Yeah, it's just, it's like a, it's a good ass game, dude. Like, yeah. It's, it's good. Cool. Uh, I got one more game. Uh yeah I got I I kind of I got one more too bone myself I have a do you want me to go before you I have a, just a tiny game my third one no I'd like to go now and then you can French kiss mm. yourself and just do two at once no no I only have one game left and it's very tiny oh it's kind of funny because uh this is well yeah I also only have one game left I, I, oh, okay I, I think one game left too I was just like your game is going to be interesting and mine is not and then all right well then just do it okay just do it. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I just, now your I'm conversation you is going to be interesting. No, I think this sounds great. Uh, I played <laughs> like five uh, five to six hours of Downwell this week. Oh, okay. Uh, I've played that many times, and I get into Downwell ruts. What did you play it on? Uh, both tablet and PlayStation. Okay, yeah. Um, it's a good tablet game. It um, is. The touch controls are exactly where they should be, yes. and I never feel like I'm playing a touchscreen game. I do feel like you have a significant advantage with the controller, though. Yes, I do. And playing it, I'm like, oh, God. It's like giving... Because I'm actually... I don't say this about a lot of things. It's not to sound like a knob, but like I'm pretty fucking good at that game. Uh Um, But but with a controller... Like it's it's fine on a phone, but with a controller you can become a god. Yeah, it's kind of like if you were like a chef, and it's like, and you're just in a normal household. You're like, I can make something good to eat, but then the controller is just like, you went on like fucking Iron Chef. It's like you have every tool at your disposal. Like, yeah, you can. Oh, like I can, I can fucking. You can never hit the ground and just always be jumping off of enemies. And yeah, yeah. and that's exactly how I I try to play it. Just fast, and then I like super maximize it where like if i get hit in the first level i just restart oh totally and i'm doing that going back going back going and back you're just trying to get infinite um, combos fucking yeah and just people. hitting stuff and then yelling at my tv when it hits in a way that i don't think it should dude so, um, so the way that feels that's how being good at dove may cry feels okay just like constantly like ramping and ramping and ramping and yes, you're like oh shit yeah exactly i and i understand that um because it, it does feel like if you go through like an entire level without hitting the ground and have like a, a 20 combo um, and then you're like getting more health. And so but uh, yeah, so I just play it like it was a game that was kind of a time filler because I play a lot of Hearthstone also while I have like TV going in the background because I can just look away as much as I want because it's not time sensitive. But it was a thing where I'd listen to music or uh, audiobooks and then just be playing down well because it's very addictive and very fun. And very satisfying. Yeah, and it's just such a good, simple little game, and 
and I still technically never beat it all the way to the end. Um, mm-hmm. So it's there's, pretty hard, dude. And that it's fucking ex- that last boss is extremely difficult. I I've I've only gotten to like level two or three. I've gotten to three. I think I think I got to three once, maybe. My biggest beef with Downwell is it doesn't have iCloud save support. So every time I uninstall it, I have to start from zero. But oh, that wow. really doesn't. Yeah, that's lame. It doesn't matter that much because well, the game starting off at zero is fine. Yeah, but some, yeah. But some like all the some styles of, and stuff you unlock. Yeah, some of the different styles are crucial. And like uh, being able to chain long combos. I don't. I I only. I can only use floaty style. Like I'm not. I, I'm not good at it unless I use. Floaty I am okay. Sometimes I used to use, and I will still say I like using Boulder sometimes just because the one extra HP. Yeah. Mm. But you're also falling super fast. Yeah. Um, floaty's definitely the best for like manipulating combos. And that's the fun part of that game for me is like hella combos. Yeah. Even, but, s- even so, like you play that game for an hour, you have the floaty style. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, <clears throat> but also the other thing is like by level three, I'm kind of actually just trying to survive. Yeah. Or like not level three, but like stage th- world stage three. three yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just like, okay, just survive and get to the end without getting fucking totally hosed. Um, but yeah, so I played a few more hours of that and I've played that several times. So like, it seems like every like four or five months I get in a downwell groove, but it's that, a really good game. That so. game's tight, dude. Sometimes it's, it's like... It's like putting on an like an old CD when you pop, pop a game in and yeah. it's just like ah oh, yeah it's been a fucking while since I did dug this shit yeah and uh, yeah I get I get that feeling with certain games and it too. was like it was that cool like because nothing was peeling me away from Fire Emblem at all and then I put that on and I was like actually the reason I switched to PlayStation is because I ran the battery down on my fucking tablet the whole time I was like oh, okay. oh shit it's so low I was like. I'm not done playing yet, though. Luckily, I've bought this on several platforms. Yeah, I also own Downwell on multiple platforms. Same because it's on sale for like a dollar all the time. So yeah. it's like, why would I not buy Downwell for a dollar, you know? Yeah, easy impulse buy price. I can't, I can't think of any reason to not spend a yeah, dollar on Downwell. Then I actually almost bought it on PC because I was somewhere where I, could, I didn't have my PlayStation. And I was like, I kind of want to play this. And I had taken my laptop and I was like, I'll just wait. I yeah, have I have it on PC, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few games that I'm guilty of triple dipping in. Oh yeah, because I have Darkest Dungeon on like several platforms. Yeah, I have it's XCOM on. Cheap, I've, I've beaten XCOM on a tablet. Okay. So nice. I have. I have yeah. that on almost everything. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um. All right. My final game <clears throat> came out yesterday. The Dapper Dan Man. It's the man of Medan. Have either of you played this game? No. No, I've downloaded it. But I'm, not I'm, it I'm going to play it. <clears throat> the Man of Medan. What a man, what a man, what a man. What a mediocre man. Yeah. Oh, no. Don't tell me that, bro. I'm, st- I'm still playing this shit. And I would say I am still going to play it either way. But goddamn this game. Um, so Man of Medan sets you up with four different characters. It's very reminiscent of Until Dawn, but, um, I don't particularly like almost all of them. And I think the QTE timing is horseshit because I swear to God, I'm hitting them before the prompt goes away and getting like the, oh, you missed it. Like, I don't know, a good... 40% 40% of the time. Oh, are you wow. Are you playing in, um, like, game mode on your TV, like, low latency? 
Uh, yeah, it's just it's just, I can't tell what or why. Um, it just it seems to be really like wildly inconsistent. Because I'll like jam the button like three times sometimes, and then it will just like not get it, and then the next time I'll get it. And uh, I don't know if it's a technical problem or what, but I have already had uh, people die due to bad QTE times. Uh, if it weren't for that, I still don't think my opinions on this game would change that much. Um, the So the characters aren't super likable. Um, visually, the game's cool, but it actually reminds me... Um, as much as it reminds me of Until Dawn, it also reminds me of The Order, 1886, and where it's like, oh, look at this high-fidelity object we've rendered. Don't you want to just pick it up and flip it over? Um, not really. Not really again. Not, uh, you know, two hours, two and a half hours into it, which I don't think this game is supposed to be long. I think it's like four or five hours. Um, the horror elements right now have been almost all basic jump scares. And that, I feel like, was not a very prominent part of Until Dawn. Uh, it happened a few times in Until Dawn. Yeah, if I it remember, the biggest one was like that possum. Remember that? Or a raccoon or something. It was in a cabinet. Yeah, I, I don't particularly, but that's been that's happened like eight times already. It might be an exaggeration. It might be like five. But still, it's happened at least five times. Um, it sounds like too many times with either of those numbers. Yeah, and really, like, like some of the stuff that's happened is just not that interesting. So it's like the entire game is like pitch fucking black, which is another problem when you're walking around trying to get the very clunky moving character to just go to the thing that has a glint of light on it that's an interactive object um, or to find a doorway where it doesn't like you're like, okay, where do I actually go here? Um, so I don't really like the way it controls. I don't really like the characters. The presentation is still pretty good, and it does pause to give you this interlude with this like a British guy. He's called the curator, uh, although he's very like ominous and vague about the shit he says, because he's like, I swear to God, he said things aren't what they always appear to be, like three different ways oh my now. God. Um, having said that, it's not as bad as I'm probably making it sound. Um, I'm still going to play through all of it. I don't think it's like wholly irredeemable or anything, but it is just way like slower. And there was like, there, I was like an hour and a half in today when we loaded it up and I was like, well, what's really happened? Oh, very little. Like, so it just doesn't seem like it has the cool draw that Until Dawn had. Especially four years after Until Dawn came out. Like, it's been a long time. Yeah, and if they're planning on making an anthology, I would hope that, like, oh boy, I hope there's some serious changes between this and the next game because, like, some of the, like, the key interactions that I'm having are dialogue choices, um, QTEs, looking at pictures on the wall that give you a brief glimpse of something that's going to happen, which I feel like was part of until dawn. Um, and, but they're still really vague a lot of times and then like flipping shit over in my hand. And I just like, I don't know. I think that the story could have saved it a little bit, but, uh, at this point I'm not really, I mean, the story's just not good. So, I don't know. I'll see where it goes. 
I don't think it's like a horrible game. I know I've just talked a lot of shit about it and well, basically plus, complained the entire time. If I had just played like a few hours of Until Dawn, I probably would talk shit about that game too. Because mm. I'd fucking hated all the characters when I started playing that game. But to me, and Until Dawn was like was campy in a way that it was reminiscent of the movies that it was trying to be. Uh-huh. Whereas like maybe they are trying to do that again, but it just doesn't work here. And there's only four characters and like I don't like three of them. So it just seems. I hated every single character in Until Dawn, though. There were char- I liked characters in Until Dawn. I no, I mean, Mike. I mean at the beginning of it. Um, like, yeah. Mike, like I ended up liking Mike by the end, but for the first more than like half of that game, he's just like a bro dude douchebag, you know. Until he starts to kind of he like has a redemption arc in that game. I guess I don't. I mean, I don't know. It, this just to me just does not have the charm that Until Dawn had. It's still a game that I'm going to play and not even necessarily like a game that I'm not enjoying, but my biggest complaints are the game is fucking pitch black and it doesn't control well and it's not giving me the QTs. And that's kind of like not cool in a game where it's like, oh, main character survival depends on that. Because of the very lame way I've lost characters and I know that this game is probably like until dawn where it's like, Oh, I can't just like reload my save here. Like it's not that long, but it moves really slow for being like for me being only like two and a half to three hours into it. And like, it's been a very slowly paced two hours and that makes it feel longer. So, um, I don't know. There's co-op stuff and I'm never going to engage in that either. That's really the one thing I can't speak on. But at this point in time, I'm a little underwhelmed with the man of Medan. And uh, that's about all I have to say about it. I'm still playing it. I'm, I'm still excited. There's still, there's still stuff that's good about it. Yeah. But that game is way too fucking dark. And there's long stretches where nothing happens. And then it's like, well, quick jump scare. And it's like, God damn it. Like, you could do better, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, I already bought it and downloaded it. I just haven't played it yet. So I will be playing it, but... Um, It'd be interesting to see if me or Mike have QTE mishaps as well. Yeah, I just... I mean, obviously, we may not all have the same opinion. We may all have the same opinion, because we all loved Until Dawn. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was my fucking game of the year, but that does not mean that they'll get a free pass if I find this game to be mediocre. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I'm, I mean, like you said, I'm, I totally take what you're saying into account as with all games but i also know that i may not have the same issues with qte but i mean also may have a different opinion of the characters but may not i may totally because some of the stuff sounds kind of like if it's just too dark and if it's very slow paced like we'll see how it goes that is kind of it i mean like yeah it's kind of seems like even when i played like a telltale game that i wasn't particularly like excited like i was still like fine with it you know and that seems like maybe how this is going to play out. Yeah. But I don't know for sure. Sure. And then there's also, um, when you're selecting the playthrough, there's the theatrical cut and the curator's cut. And the curator is the British guy who like is in the interludes. He's like in a library. I think he's going to be the through line for he's the, the, the dark the Peter, anthology. The Peter Stormare of, of the game. Uh, I forget who that is. The psychologist in Until Dawn. That okay, yeah, to. yeah. Basically, he's that guy again. Um, And I feel like... uh, Oh, shit. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The second playthrough is called The Curator's Cut. He's the curator. I feel like that could be 
you know, enough to where it's like, oh, even if I don't like this playthrough, I'll probably play the second playthrough if this game is, you know, just a five-hour game anyways. Yeah, to see what the different stuff you can get is. Yeah, but especially because I'm a, like, I'm a bit dissatisfied where I'm at now. You want to try to save everybody? Yeah, well, not only that, but like, I just, I would like to see what, how alternate it is, just out of curiosity. Right. Um. But yeah. That's my feelings on that. Matt Hazel, your final game. It's Control. Ah, yes. Another newbie. The new Remedy game. Yeah. Um, yeah, Control is the new uh, Remedy game. And Have either of you played Alan Wake or Quantum Break? I played like the first 40 minutes of Quantum Break. I played Alan Wake when it first came out, but only played like two hours of it. Oh, okay. All their previous games have been Xbox only, right? Um, no. Alan Wake was well, uh, in Quantum Break. Was, oh, so yeah, Xbox and PC. Yeah, Xbox yeah, and PC. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I play Alan Wake and Quantum Break on the uh, personal computer, which is also where I am playing Control, um, which is probably the move because it seems like those console versions have a ton of performance issues. Oh, they're sloppy joes, especially if you play the base game. Um, it seems like every firefight on like a base PS4 or Xbox One S like dips into like the um, chugs a little bit, like into the teens frame rate wise mm. for extended amounts of time. Which in a game that requires precision aiming and uh, you can die very easily is probably sucks ass. So maybe if you plan on playing it on a base console, wait until they f- fix it. If they do. Yeah, it's supposed to be bad on both PlayStations. Yeah. So It seems like the only console it's all right on is the Xbox One X. Um, I'm playing it on the PC, and it's very demanding. It's like a like a technical showpiece, you know? Mm. Um, and it's a fucking great-looking game. But even I have to lock it at 30 frames a second on my computer, and I can't even hit 1080p. So... Um, but you know, Quantum Break had similar problems too, and I, th- I think they're just really ambitious with their game engine and their um, the graphical quality of their shit. Where it's like a crisis situation where it's like future proofed. So like, oh, I have to run this on low, uh, fucking below my monitor's resolution. But it's because like the low settings are still like insanely high and detailed, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas like. Um, you know the the all the high settings are strictly reserved to like people with very expensive computers um so you know that's fine but i I, i'm just playing it uh, at 30 frames a second locked and uh mix of like some low and medium settings basically and it's uh it's fine i haven't had much performance problems with it uh which is good but i like the game it's uh aesthetically just the kind of shit that I am into, like weird, um, twin peaksy kind of vibes. They kind of remedies kind of good at that. Um, there's a lot of that kind of shit in Alan Wake and Quantum Break, um, and it definitely feels like an evolution of that similar kind of game. Um, you know, you have telekinesis powers, and a, it's it's a third person shooter. It's a it's a point and shoot game with like. Uh, combat arenas you know as you walk through this labyrinthian uh building but the story is really interesting and the world is really cool 
and it's like presentation wise it's just like a fucking like a 20 out of 10 you know like um everything about it is really slick and like a unique um presentation a unique take on um how like i've never seen anything like it you know in like what ways um just like because i've heard the same thing but i don't know in what I mean, it's just like, uh, like you're in. It all takes place in this one office building, like the Federal Bureau of Control. But it's like a crazy, like TARDIS building that is like infinite and can change itself. And then, okay, like, um, you're so like the Bureau of Control is like they deal with. It's like the X Files or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like supernatural shit, and it's like. Um, you know, it's hard to get into without me just like sitting here. I'm like, okay, so there's objects, you know, and yeah. like explaining everything about it. Cause right. like, but it, it, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like a super interesting X Files ish kind of, um, there's just the world building is really fucking rad, you know? It's just overall very cool and uh, stylistically. Like, you know, there's this force that's called the Hiss. Um, that's like started taking over all the people that work at the Bureau of Control. So like most of them are like just like floating in the air, like um, looking really creepy. So you'll walk around and there's just like these bodies floating in the air that are like taken over by the hiss. Yeah, kind of look like inside. Yeah, 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 it looks like that, that, like that one part of inside kind of. And but then like you know, there those are like the majority of people that get taken over by the hiss. They just kind of sit there in the air, you know. But um, then some of them become like enemies that you fight. So there's like different enemy types and shit. And, um, it's like a, it's like a combat sandbox kind of game almost where it's like, you know, you're running around, you upgrade different powers and you upgrade your guns and you get like mods for your weapons and, um, mods for your character too, to like, um, like I have a mod right now that gives me plus 17% health, but there's like mods that's like, regen 30 health when you pick up the um materials that are dropped or you know it's like it has a mod like a chip system almost like um beer yeah well except you just have one i I think you unlock more slots as you go because you you can like upgrade um so i I think it looks like you can unlock like three weapon slots and three uh like character slots okay uh, i think but you, you're constantly like getting mods, and you can break them down for like materials because you collect materials to like craft, so you can craft different mods. Did all of us play near Automata, or did you not? Play I played, it? I played it, but okay. I, I fell off of it. Like, okay, um, I, I played through the A playthrough and like a couple hours of the B, and was just like, I'm not fucking doing this again. Okay, um, and I, I liked it well enough. I just wasn't gonna sit there and play fucking twenty more hours of it. Um, but. Yeah, so control it's like a yeah, like a combat sandbox. You're constantly getting new abilities like Metroidvania style. Um you're not using the new abilities to get to new areas necessarily, but it slowly drip feeds abilities to you as you go through the game. Like so I just got the like a dash, you know. Um but you you start out with just a melee and a and then a gun and then you get the telekinetic, which is actually super fucking cool the way the telekinesis works. It's like there's so much shit in every room that you can just pick up with your telekinesis. Mm-hmm. So telekinesis is just right bumper. And so I kind of won't even really look for specific things unless it's right in front of me. If I see an enemy with like a shield and I, I'll just hit right bumper because I know there'll be something within range that it'll grab. And then she'll like, 
it's sweet because maybe she'll pull something that's behind the guy and it'll hit him as you're pulling it towards you to hold it. Mm. And then you, so then you can pick somebody else to throw it at or whatever, but you're just constantly like fucking hurling debris at dudes and then like popping shots off at them and ru- running constantly. Cause you can also die really fast. Like it's yeah. a, um, it's like run around balls to the walls, fucking uh, use. So the environments are designed in such a cool way where there's always like some sort of cover and maybe not, not like you're cover shooting, like, but you'd be like, oh, there's a column here. I'm going to kite this dude around the column. And like, you kind of always want to know, like, keep all the enemies on like a certain side of you so that, because if you're getting, having people all, from all angles, you're just going to die. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you kind of always are wanting to try to keep yourself positioned strategically while you're like using all these combat tools and you you have a gun that like um it doesn't reload you don't reload you don't have ammo or anything it has like a cooldown almost so like it'll run out of ammo but then if you just stop firing it'll like it takes like a few seconds to charge back up you know okay yeah that's like um, the first mass effect yeah i don't remember but um yeah all the guns none of the guns had like ammunition or reloads it was just like a cooldown. it it charges back pretty quickly and then the way you so you hit the x button and your gun transforms you can unlock different um types of gun to transform into and then so each type of it's each transformation of your gun you can equip different mods to it so like right now i have the regular pistol and like a spread like shotgun shot on it um but as you go you unlock when you get different kinds of materials and stuff you can craft different um gun transformations basically and so yeah i've probably I've played like four hours of it or so but it's fucking it's cool like i don't necessarily think it's like amazing gameplay wise but mm-hmm. everything about the presentation makes it great for me okay and like I just think it's really interesting and cool and the concept is great and uh, I'm intrigued and I like the aesthetics of it and like all the choices they made there 100%. It does have some fucking like the map is really confusing and I I saw people saying that like when the reviews started hitting Um, and the best I could put my finger on it is the map is confusing because you pull up the map with the up on the D-pad and it pulls up... uh, a mini map on the screen as you're walking around. Mm-hmm. But the, your character arrow, like there's a little triangle, you know, like how they do that shit. Mm-hmm. And it orients whichever way you have the camera facing, which is re- weird because you're looking at, cause you're, you, you can see your character on screen. So like it feels like it should be which way she's looking, but it's actually which way your camera's looking. So it's kind of confusing to pull up the map and be like, okay, I have to go that way and then go left. And then I'll go to start doing it and be like, oh, no, that's not right. I actually, it's the other way and then right because I was looking. It's just, I don't know why they fucking chose to do it that mm. way. Um, but the map system's confusing and it can be kind of confusing to navigate. But the way the game is structured is like you're constantly coming across like these control points that you cleanse and you can fast travel between all of them. So like uh, and that's where you can like upgrade your weapons and shit like that. So you're never really far from a control point that you can teleport. So like when you die, there's not like checkpoints. It'll respawn you at the last control point that you were at. And then so you might have to run through a room and like kill a wave of enemies to get to back to where you were. Mm -hmm. Um but the shooting and shit is fun. Like that's the fun part of the game anyway, but it can't, it doesn't like give you, um, 
it'll give you like a waypoint on your mini map when you pull it up, like where you need to go. But there's no on-screen indicator of where you need to be at. So it's a lot of like actually just looking, using your eyes and looking at the environment rather than following an arrow, you know, and to the detriment sometimes because it can be kind of hard to figure out where the fuck you're supposed to be going. Mm -hmm. Like to the point where every time you get a new ability, it like loads you into this void world. So like it can tutorialize, teach you the ability, you know, you know, I'm talking about yeah. like, um, you know, it's just like a bunch of platform rocks, like in nothingness space. Yeah. And then, like tutorials come up and it'll like spawn enemies or whatever. But there was one of those where like, it wasn't clear at all what the fuck. And I like had to die a few times, like in the tutorial. And then, I actually had to Google look up in a walkthrough what to do in the tutorial because it didn't make it clear <laughs> in the fucking, uh, and I don't know if I just misread the situation, but yeah, uh, I was very, I, and I would have just kept persevering and tried to figure it out. But the thing is in this game, when you die, the load times are really fucking long. So I, so I like fell off the platform in this tutorial and I had to sit there for like two and a half minutes and wait for this fucking thing to load back up. Um, that's my biggest problem with it so far is that the load times when you die are insanely long to the point where um, it's just it's frustrating, especially because it's not checkpoints. It'll spawn you. You know, you might be a few rooms back. So to to if you die, have to then wait a few minutes for the game to load. And this is on PC where usually um, it's like snappy. Usually quick. games mm-hmm. on PC load almost right. fucking instantly. Yeah. So like. It was really jarring for me when I started playing this game. I'm like, why am I sitting here for like minutes at a time <laughs> right. when I die just trying to respawn? Um, so that compounded with the fact that you have to trek back to where you died at, it like, makes dying like fucking suck. Yeah, in that game, a real bitch. But it's it's it doesn't. I mean, these are like flaws with the game, but I still like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's it's definitely got some problems and some jankiness t- to it, but. Uh, it's really cool overall and i'm i'm excited to play more of it all right yeah i've uh yeah i've seen mixed things because i've seen people who say they really like it a lot and it's obviously reviewed well but then uh some of the problems and then the technical stuff uh seems to be getting in some people's way as well so yeah i mean uh be, I haven't really had any technical problems, so that's all fine mm-hmm. for me. But there's just there's a little bit of like uh, signposting issues with it, and uh, and some poorly thought out, and just the the load the load times being long. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's you know it's a remedy game. It's fucking wave based combat kind of shit. Like you walk into a big room and then all the exits turn have barricades put up and then you gotta kill a bunch of guys, you mm-hmm. know. But then in between that you're solving puzzles and there's like side missions, you try to figure out where to go. Um but yeah, it's 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 super cool. And, and there's a ton more abilities I know that I'm gonna unlock and new gun transformations to unlock too. So it feels like one of those things where once you get all of the abilities and shit it's just like you're constantly like swapping between different abilities and um and changing guns constantly and it seems like one of those like you really get into a combat flow kind of games you know yeah um but yeah as far as like great presentation narrative based like games which is what they do best uh it's it's super rad right on cool 
Gabe. So we've looked and we've peered into the glass uh, and we've seen what's coming out for the rest of the year. Um, there was long-term speculation on when Death Stranding was coming out. We know we're getting that this year. We know Xbox has given us PS5, or I'm sorry, PS5, Gears 5. Jesus Christ. My zipper's down too. Hang on, go put the pony the pony in the gate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, oh, if I could delete the last minute of my life. Um, what we don't know is what will come out with the next wave of consoles that are coming out next year. Uh, Microsoft said that they would be launching with uh, Halo Infinite. And then I saw the, what was it, the creative director or maybe the game director, someone big from uh, that studio left um, in this last month uh, from 343. And so uh, I wanted to speculate with you guys what we might get uh, to launch with these new consoles uh, for a couple minutes here being that we know Halo and Gears are um, already said for, Death Stranding's already said, been spoken for. And so... Uh, Wait, what Gears is coming out? Gears 5 comes out like literally in a week. Oh, I thought you meant for on the next Xbox. I'm like, the Gears 5 is about to come out. No, that's what I mean. And we know that it's not coming out. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, but we still have some on like games without release dates. And so... Uh, why don't we start off with the PS5, which has been announced for next year, but nothing like super formal besides like a few specs. I think Ghost of Tsushima is a fucking PS5 game. Ghost of Tsushima, yeah, probably, probably Last of Us Two. Yeah, um, I mean, because it, it, there was a point there where it seemed like Last of Us Two was going to be coming out this year, and then uh, something changed. Yeah, and it seems like. Uh, with Death Stranding coming out, they had that four games that they talked about um, last year, and that included Days Gone and Death Stranding, then Ghost of Tsushima, and Last of Us Part Two. So we know that those other two studios that Sony's real big on have projects that are far along in the process of development. But also in saying that, you know, The Last of Us came out in June of like 2013, right? Be- right, yeah. So maybe, you know, but then they, they came out with the PS4 version like short, shortly after the PS4 came out. Mm-hmm. So you, we might see a similar, similar situation there with The Last of Us. Yeah, it could be like a dual console release. And still, they, there's still a lot of um, details that haven't been, you know, explained about how uh, games are going to transition from this console generation to the next console generation. I and think that's going to be a big part of the reveal presentations. Yeah. Um, you know, th- th- they're going to like... And all of your PS4 games will come with you. And then <laughs> everybody goes, woo! Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are some other PlayStation-specific games we think might uh, come out with the launch? Like exactly at la- like available at launch? Or in the window of the launch. Hmm. Like what are some things... I part of me thinks Ghost of Tsushima is not coming out on PS4, and it's just going to be a PS5 game. I mean, that could be. That could very well be. Um, so Gorilla is going to have a game in the works, and that'll probably be another Horizon game. Horizon. I was that was the one I was going to bring. I was trying to. That's why I was trying to parcel out my time on 
because we haven't heard anything that about. I think I think Horizon will be one of those games where they're going to show a teaser of it at the PS5 reveal, um, and then people will ki- it'll kind of seem like it's going to be launch window, but then it'll get delayed and come out like the year after. Yeah, and then like you have games that's like, well, it's obvious that they're making another God of War, but that's not going to be a in time for launch. Not in time that's for gonna launch. Be a, that's going to be a couple years. Yeah, out, yeah. And then and then Insomniac getting purchased by Sony could lead to another Ratchet being ready or Spider Man. You know, because Spider Man was another one. I was I was doing math in my head about the timing. It might be a little quick, but it could also they could kind of Spider-Man, jump it out there. Spider Man just came out in September, right? The, of last, uh, year, of last, last year. year, yes. Yeah, I don't think we're getting another Spider-Man game for a couple more years. I don't know. I don't know. I could see another Spider-Man a year from now. To me, that doesn't seem that crazy, but more likely would be another Ratchet and Clank game. Yeah, well, I mean, the, they, those might come come out similarly close to each other because it seems like they work on a ton of shit at once there. I mean, I know they have the two studios, but... It seems like the smaller studio or the one that isn't doing Spider-Man like kind of is like juggling multiple projects at the same time usually. So they might come out with a few things. Yeah, and then what else do we have to speak for? I mean, Dreams is a fucking nebulous project that exists Dreams on is, PS4. Dreams is like out, right? No, it's like early access. So I fucking hate the... Just say the game is out. Like I just fucking hate early access. Yeah. So what else is there, and who's working on it? Um, um, well, there's okay. It's supposed to be out before the launch, but you never know with the Final Fantasy remake. Oh, uh, that yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that shit is Got still pushed. years off. The, you know, they, I think this first thing will get released. They, I mean, they've showed it. Uh, a bunch over like the past four years and it's all been from like the same 20 minute section of that game like the first 20 minutes of it you know like it's it's kind of weird right well i think this from what i understand i don't know if i re- like i don't know if it's official but i think this first release of the game is is not far past like i think it's like that first midgar act and that's it yeah but that's such a huge fucking disaster to me like well, whether it's good or not, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying when is it going to be released? Oh, yeah, I don't fucking know. It's just so weird that because it seems like they're going to be pushing that out as a $60 game. It's like, you know, pay $60 to play through the Midgar section of Final Fantasy VII? Like, that, well, I mean, it, if it's absurd. Yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, if there's a lot of content there. Yeah, I mean, it's and there's a ton of people that are excited for that game just on principle. Um. Yeah. I so th- I think Final Fantasy 15, even though I liked it, was not very good. So we'll we'll see about that. But I also I don't know when that's coming out. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I think they originally said March of this year. No, of next year. Oh. But I think that was after it's been pushed. I mean, who fucking knows? Why mm-hmm. even give it a date at this point? No, it's just so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> even. Yeah. So I could see that being pushed again and just being part of that open window possibly that game's definitely coming out on ps4 too though um i would assume because they're yeah i would guess they're gonna want to make money and ps4 just passed like a hundred million consoles right so i'm because i'm trying to think of like any did they pass 200 million or 100 i don't remember i think it's just 100 100 million is a fuckload of consoles yes um 
for in terms of just PlayStation specific, I can't think of really much else. I think that c- covers most. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sure there'll be a, I'm sure there'll be a couple new IPs or shit we don't know about. What about Knack Three? <laughs> what about it? Has um, that been a launch game for both the previous PlayStations? What Knack? Yeah. Only one PlayStation has been released since Knack came out. Knack was a launch PS4 game. Oh, I thought the first Knack was a PS3 game. No, no Knack was like a huge part of the PS4 reveal presentation. It was Knack <laughs> Drive Club. Deep down, only only one of those games came out. Or Infamous, Infamous Second Son. So two of those games came out, and they were both um, not fantastic. Yeah, uh, I mean, last gen launch lineups were pretty bad. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I remember fucking because Black were, Flag was the best game that came. Yes, they, and Rezoka because they were doing buy two get ones at Target. So me, yeah. me and you both um, were trying to take advantage of it, and it was like. I don't know what third game to get because, like, I was having to choose a game I don't really care about to get as my third game. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was like Killzone Shadowfall, and then the launch game on the Xbox was Rise: Son of Rome and Dead Rising Three. And Dead Rising Three, neither of those were that good. Yeah. So it was pretty bad out of the gate. Yeah, Black Flag was like the best PS4 game I played for like months when the PS4 yeah. came, and it was also a PS3 game. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. Like, it was which kind of sucked because like when the when the PS4 came out, console graphic wise, it was like a huge leap in quality from the PS3. Mm-hmm. Just even in image quality alone, like resolute, like PS3 games were like running at like 600p at like 25 frames a second. You know, so like yeah, that step up to 1080p right there with you know better rendering and shit was like. Oh, games don't look like there's a bunch of mud all over the screen anymore. It's like yeah, and it was still like in awe of the technology and like, like yeah. oh my controller's talking to me and like st- stupid shit and like share that. share button and and the fact that it like ran smoothly because the cross media bar was a joke on PS3. Eventually, it became like the most slush oh yeah fucking piece of crap. You could actually open the PlayStation Store and it would load up without you having to like <laughs> go make a sandwich and wait for it. Yeah. Um. All right. So what about Xbox? Xbox has Gears and Halo um, projects already ready to go or announced. Um, I was going to say Ninja Theory, but then I remembered they already revealed their game. What oh, and it looks like poop. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, because th- as you were asking that question, I was like, oh, it'd be cool if Ninja Theory's like reveal their next like cool single player thing. Oh, they're making a, a Smash Brothers Brawler melee yeah. game. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Um, what else we got? Well, they didn't put out a Forza this year. And so they held off on the Motorsport one because I think a lot of people, like f- the last Motorsport game, I think, disappointed people. It was and six, right? Yeah, and they, they they just made that. It was six or seven. I think it was seven. It was seven, I think. And they just made one of those a Games with Gold game. Um but I know they they like went back and like retooled a bunch of it, so that seems like an obvious new console, yeah, like new car game, right? Hold, and that's kind of like, oh, they're oh. definitely going to be playing yeah. clips right. of a new Forza, yeah. Well, and because Xbox is so like has a boner for like hardware specs now and shit, so they'll be like, yeah. And with our quantum titanium multi core <laughs> multi core AMD processor. And then there'll be like a, a talking head of a developer like, what we wanted to do is just make the chipsets. Uh, <laughs> and then there'll be like pictures of like um, 
the dust in the floor mats on the fucking cars or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Xbox Scarlet. Um. What else could there be? Hmm. Uh, maybe something by Double Fine. They did just purchase Double Fine. Well, I feel like Double Fine's gonna be well. They got pumping out some Psychonauts too, yeah. shit pretty soon. Um, so there's that. Well, I think I think um, Double Fine also it works on multiple projects, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, although I would say the big ones definitely the, Psychonauts. Like Psychonauts is their main horse, and they're probably working on some kind of re- remaster or something. Well, they just put out a game. Also, they put out a game called Rad, like oh, a yeah, week that's ago. Right. Um. So that was another thing. Um, what else could there be? Weren't Xbox they, went to like a studio buying thing, and they, it was the State of Decay people. Yeah, it was the Forza Horizon people. It was Ninja Theory. They announced, and then Double Fine. They have Gears. They have Halo. Did they buy Obsidian too? They did, and that Outer Worlds game is obviously already slated to re- be released on multiple consoles. Yeah, but that might have been already planned before they bought the studio. Who knows? Um, well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's weird because when they revealed the Xbox One, it was like a huge connect and TV kind of. Yeah. Sh- and sp- you can watch football on your Xbox. Like, bro, what? Like, f- okay. Uh, Weren't... Um, Xbox, turn on ESPN. Like, okay. The, 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 totally don't know who your market... Like, nobody that cares about that, or most people that care about that, are not watching your online Xbox reveal. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what the... F- yeah, so so it's... And they've gotten so much better that you just know that it's going to be really gaming and spec-oriented and kind of shit, so... I'd say it's going to be a lot of technical showpiece kind of games. Weren't there rumors of them doing another Fable? There were, yeah, because the Forza people are supposed to be doing it. That would be cool. So that might be something that, again, like you hear like they do the big reveal thing and then it comes out as a launch title because, I mean, it's been forever since they've released an actual real Fable game. Do you think Skyrim Remastered Remastered will be a thing? Or consoles that you can buy Skyrim on. Yeah, because let's see. Stuff that they showed at E3 was Age of Empires Definitive, Battletoads, Blair Witch. Ugh. I don't. I just do not get like the Battletoads enthusiasm. Uh, I mean, they... Yeah, I don't know. People are like, clamoring for that. Yeah, make a Battletoads. Like, you Bleeding really want to play Battletoads? Bleeding Edge was that Ninja Theory game that looked bad. Looks bad. They showed... Um, Borderlands 3, they showed Cyberpunk with Keanu Reeves. Oh, Cyberpunk definitely going to be on the next consoles, too. Yeah, but it's going to be on these consoles as well. That's true. Um, Dying Light 2 could span the gap. Um, That uh, From Software, George R.R. Martin game. Oh, that'll probably be... One of of these new consoles is going to buy... um, Rights stage rights to it for their press conference for the reveal. Mm. I guarantee you. Uh, and yeah, then uh, kind of some of the other shit that Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh, yeah. There's a couple that are going to be, I'm guessing, released on all the consoles mm. that I was thinking that might be launch titles. Yeah, because they're working on that. There's that 
I don't know how substantial the leak was, but the next Lord of the Rings game. Yeah. Lord of the Rings Gollum. Yeah. That might be one that's like a third-party release on both systems. Um, You already said Cyberpunk, but that'll also be on the current ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are games coming out early 2020. And I I, I was thinking about it, too, and I was like, oh, that's why those got announced early 2020, because it's going to be before the next consoles. Right. Like Watch Dogs is like a March game. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, Watch Dogs Legion or whatever. But like beginning of the year has like or the next Ori game, the next Yakuza game, that Gods and Monsters game by Ubisoft, then maybe Final Fantasy VII, Watch Dogs, Animal Crossing for Nintendo, um, the Avengers game is supposed to be a summer game, and uh, and yeah, then it goes like pretty dark after that, so. Well, yeah, they they haven't even shown any games because I, I would assume anything else is gonna it, in development is for next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff. That's why you know Xbox hasn't showed shit either. Um, really, we don't really know what any of those studios are up to besides the couple that we already talked about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess it'll be uh, interesting to see where things fall in line. I can't imagine myself buying both if they come out at the same time. I'll have to stick in one camp probably. But who knows? I don't know. I I, th- I think the next thing I'm gonna do is like upgrade my PC. So I don't know. I'll pro- unless there's like some crazy like launch day shit that's exclusive to PlayStation. I'll probably just ride it out for the first year or so and just keep playing on computer, and then just you know once it gets its first price drop, buy one or something. Well, I'm gonna play Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part Two for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. But well, it depends what when these come out and what's yeah like you know if Last of Us Part Two comes out in June on PS4, like I'm not gonna wait. I'm gonna right, play yeah. It. Um, and it, same thing if Ghost of Tsushima that doesn't have a release date, right? No. Yeah, if the, if that comes out on PS4, you know, months before the PS5 launch, then mm-hmm. I'm gonna play it on PS4. But that's a good point. If both of those games are PS5 exclusive, like and come out in the launch window. I will buy a PS5. Right, for sure. Right then. Like, why would I not? Yeah, because all Xbox might have is that Halo game, and I don't know how good that will be. Like, 343 Halo games have been fine, but I don't know if it's going to sell me on a system. Right, and I could play that on my computer, so... Right, yeah. um, Yeah, so the only thing that would keep me from buying is probably going to keep me from buying a ps5 is indifference to if the what the launch lineup is like mm-hmm. you know otherwise why would i i can all the multi-plats and the xbox games i can just play on my computer so yeah all right all right well i think that'll do it for this week uh i gotta spread them i gotta hit them i don't know when what that means the that thing that they said heading for a spreading was that it from that Halo? Was Halo to yes, yeah. yeah. You're, you're heading for spreading. Ridiculous. Woof. That sounds like something Whiskey Hank would say. <laughs> oh, Whiskey Hank. Whiskey Hank. What was the other one? Whiskey Hank and... I don't remember. D- oh, fuck. Dieter? No, that yeah, wasn't D- it. Dieter. <laughs> I said something fucking whack. It's like Biker Jim <laughs> or something. Yeah. Whiskey Hank. <laughs> Whiskey Hank was the star. Yeah. Oh, it was, sure. I think it was Big... Big Tex. <laughs> yeah, yeah was that big, was it. Big, it was tex big Tex and, and Whiskey Jim. Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey Hank, excuse yeah. me. 
<laughs> which is not far off from uh, no. the no. real Boozer. name, Boozer. And isn't the main character like Austin St. John or something? It's Deacon St. John. Dink, Deacon I did St. run John. across an NPC that uh, made fun of his name. So I was like, oh, you know how stupid this is. Because uh, he was Saint like, John that's so dumb. Like that character uh, solely exists to tell you your character's name is fucking dumb. Jesus so Christ. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. See what that studio does in the future. I just I never understood why everybody was so excited about Sony Ben's new game. Give me the order eighteen eighty seven. That's what I want. Was that Remedy? No, Remedy just put out control. Or not Remedy. Um, fuck, Respawn. No, Respawn does Titanfall. Who is fucking the who order put people? out the order? Good question. It's another like generic ass name that like I get confused with others because there's so many generic ass names. Mm. Ready at dawn. Ready at, Ready dawn. at dawn. Yeah. I'll yeah, they it. could put out a game for PS5. What if they they've they've been putting out some stuff? They did. Um, well, they did uh, Lone Echo, and they're doing Lone Echo two right now. I believe that's them. I have no idea. I have not a clue. I didn't play the order order eighteen hundreds. Yeah, they, um, did, they did Lone Echo. They're probably just working on Lone Echo 2 right now. Maybe they're doing a PlayStation launch title. Right, yeah. They're kind of a a forgotten element. Yeah, it looks like they just kind of moved to VR and have been doing that. So, Yeah. All right. They probably wanted to distance themselves from any kind of thing like The Order, though. I don't know. I mean, The Order some, was some, mostly just generic. Some people like that game, so... It was fine. If they made a second order... And it was good? I would play it if it was good, yeah. Yeah. Like, the the, the style and stuff that you did wasn't that bad. It was just the most, like, generic game ever. It's just very boring. Yeah. It was just very... It was boring, and it was, like, three hours long. It was, like, eight hours long. But it was... It was yeah. not eight hours long. I definitely took less than eight hours to beat that game. That was, like, an eight-hour game. Let's, Maybe let's, a six hour game. Maybe it was like six hours. Let's do the stat. They made Okami? No. Okami was made by Clover, which became Platinum Games, basically. Yeah, see, um, look up what how long the beat says for the Order Oh, they did, they did the Wii version of Okami. Oh, they did the port. Oh, okay. How long is the Order 1886? I want to say it was like seven hours. Seven hours. hours yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't that far off. Um, But yeah. A lot it, of it is I remember, I remember it feeling a lot shorter. That must be why. Because I, I definitely remember, I remember, I think it was Mission 6, because I remember being, having like such a like, what in the fuck? Where it's like when the blimp crashes or whatever. Yeah, you just like walk through an yeah, area and yeah, that's you, the chapter. There, there's like a cutscene, and then your character stands up and then you slowly like walk through like a fire with your hand in front of your face for like, like you hold forward on the stick for like a minute and a half. And then there's another cutscene, and then it's chapter seven. And it's yeah. like, what? Yeah. Why is that it's own chapter? Yeah. It's like, they just didn't know where to put that gameplay sequence. So decisions they, were made. Yeah. <laughs> decisions. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that game feels like, like, uh, they were like halfway through development and somebody was like, all right, guys, we're shipping in four months. And it was like, oh, oh, well, we only have half the game done. Good news. 
you're well, still shipping in similar four to sony bend weren't they a psp developer before they did the um god of war uh they did a bunch the, of the god the, of the, war the, side they shit. did chains of, chains olympus, of olympus and ghost of sparta okay yeah. on psp yeah so maybe it's just not easy to go from psp to ps4 as we've seen from two out of two studios. <laughs> well, they just spent. It's, it seems like they spent a spent a ridiculous amount of their time and budget just engine building to get like the game looking really good. Yeah, because so much of the discussion at the beginning of last gen was based on graphic fidelity. Yeah, I think just because the PS3 and 360 had gotten so long in the tooth that like. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how it is at the beginning, anyways. Right, but that that's how it's going to be with performance. I feel like. Uh, coming up because games already look fucking great right and you got shit running at 4k and it looks fine um but you know we are seeing shit like control where like the frame rate is just fucking inexcusable on like the base consoles you know yeah now even like cheap games look good like fucking games that like you hear about like coming out of like indie studios you're like oh well that looks really fucking good like i mean that blair witch game looks good yeah and i don't That's imagine that game had a high budget on it you know but it, it's a good looking game it doesn't you you have to have more than that you and know it's so. it's made by the people that made layers of fear one and two and layers of fear two just came out like last month too. yeah so it's like it seems like maybe they didn't take a ton of time making that blair witch game you know what i mean yeah maybe not or it was always a thing they had in the in the works you know yeah who knows, who knows? but uh yeah I, I think you're gonna see a lot of talk around um you know, the the ssd stuff that they're doing with the loading times and um you're gonna see a lot of 60 frames a second kind of talk and mm-hmm. all that kind of shit so you might even hear some 120 frames a second we've already shit. heard one uh, 120 I, I mean going into more depth with it because but at the end of the day, I mean, not many people have TVs that are supporting 120 hertz. No, I mean, it's so all going to be, it's going to be like, like you're, 4K you're, was this time around, probably. Yeah. Like, there's going to be, like, interstitial things where, like, the technology, like, there's some overlap, but it's not going to be all there. Because like, I imagine, they talked about Xbox Scarlet having 8K support, so it's just like, Ugh. when are you going to tap into that with your fucking TV, like, five years from now? Yo, yo like... Uh, graphics cards and computers like the most advanced you know technology to run games right now is like you can barely do you can't even in everything max out 4k at 60 frames a second Mm -hmm. and i'm talking on like fucking three thousand dollar computers so like 8k is so fucking far beyond like yeah a a reasonable thing to even want at this point that it's just like like Samsung already has put out an 8K TV. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they exist. Like, there's not going to be 8K content. It costs like, like as much as a, as a car. Yeah, there, there's not going to be a, a steady source of 8K content for at least five years. Yeah, like it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but we'll see. That's technology for you. They're it, always people are always trying to beat other people to market and just. But but the 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 fact that pe- just now 4K is starting to become like commonplace in people's houses mm-hmm. and it's like it when you still have a fuckload you know probably like a hundred million people just in the u.s that don't have 4k tvs you know like, well yeah and streaming services are still like bad about supplying 4k streams like it's just yeah a lot of them are yeah yeah you can get an 8k tv for about 3500 bucks right now well that's a sounds like a bad investment you should just buy a better 4k tv but mm. Whatever floats your boat. What are you going to watch in 8K? You know, there is nothing. 
uh, still shots. <laughs> yeah, slideshows. Like, Lots you ever, of them. Have you ever a photo album of the demo reel that they sold. Yeah, the TV have, you ever, with have you ever watched that show Baskets? No. Uh, it's Zach Galifianakis where he's a he's a, a clown. Oh, I've heard of it. It's really fucking good. Okay. Actually, Louis Anderson plays his mom, and uh, gives like one of the most amazing. He's won aw- he won awards for that show. Okay, I think he won an Oscar for it or something, whatever the fuck it is. But like he or a Golden Glo- I don't know what the fuck the awards are because it's all stupid. But um, yeah, Louis Anderson as Zach Galifianakis's mom on Baskets is like one of the best things I've ever seen. He's fucking hilarious. He nails old white lady so well. But there's a part where Zach Galifianakis spends all of his money to to impress somebody. I don't remember. But he buys a 4K TV. And this is like 2015, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like he's like pointing out. He's like, yeah, see? Oh, look at that. Look at that. It's like, oh, what can we watch on this? Like, oh, just this. And it's the it's like the dem- the preloaded demo that came yeah. with it. They're just sitting there watching it. Yep, that's how it's gonna be for a while. With that shit, who knows? Maybe they'll do a better job of adjusting this time around, but probably not. I'm I'm fucking so content with 4K. I do not. It just seems so. And unless you have like a hundred inch TV, you do not need 8K. Like it just does not. You're not going to notice a difference at that size. I'm down for a hundred inch TV though. Yeah, dude, I'm totally down for a hundred inch TV. <laughs> I can third that hundred inch TV works for me. If you think about it, you know, like um, five, ten years ago, like fifty five inch, sixty five inch TVs, oh, nuts, were like all like two or three grand. You know? Yeah, now it's like sixty fives becoming the standard, and it's just like wow, that's crazy. Yeah, my next TV will be a sixty five, and. Uh, my current one's a 65. I think my next one, I'm going to go fucking huge. I was actually thinking... I got a 55, so I'll probably try to jump 70 plus. Well, I was either going to... It's just, it's just turning there. your living room into a theater. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, I want to get a 60... Well, so I'm torn between getting the 65-inch OLED, because um, the I really like my current 55-inch OLED, but 77-inch um, OLEDs are like fucking nine grand. So like, but I could get the 65 inch OLED or I could get like a not as good TV of a 75 inch for like, you know, not much more than the 65 inch OLED. So it's, it's an argument I'm going to have to have with myself, uh, once I get my basement theater set up, but, um, man, a 75 inch TV is real big and nice. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're all pretty nice. Yeah. And we've come very. I've come very far from the days when I had a thirteen-inch monitor. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. That was uh. Yeah, all of high school. It's like I, a laptop screen. I played on yeah, like a fucking like a nineteen-inch fucking Sony TV or something. I even had like there's like logistical issues with me getting like a, a TV bigger than that, the one I get. Like I'd have to rent a like a SUV to, to haul it. My, my thinking was if I get the seventy-five-inch. I'm going to buy it at Best Buy and just have Geek Squad bring it to my house and set it up, and then I don't even either, have to think about either it. Either that, or I'm going to have to strap it to the roof of my <laughs> car and, like, fucking take it slow. I guess you could get it de- um, you can get it delivered, and then just, ha- like, when I got my Samsung TV delivered, um, they'll, like, come in and set it up for you when it shows up at your house. Defriend you someone with a panel van, quickly. From, uh, from the old Amazon. Dude, I mean, it's a problem, too, because it's, like... TV stands aren't that fucking big, bro. 
Like you can't get a TV stand. Like I had trouble finding a TV stand just for this fucking TV. My, well, they, some of these TVs you're gonna have to feet, get it mounted. The feet are so wide on some of these um, TVs that you need. Like um, they're starting to get better about it. I feel like for a few years they were doing this shit like on your TV. Yeah, but they're starting to put more of like the stand is right in the middle, so you can actually put it on a yeah. reasonably sized entertainment. My uh, TV stand is just a full table that I have sideways yeah. in my. Just had to be a table. I've done that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I, we actually struggled to, we had to like, be like, oh, I want this one. Uh, it won't actually fit on uh, our TV stand. That same thing happened to me with my old Samsung, and I uh, had to, I went and got a big piece of like plywood from Home Depot and had to put it on top of my entertainment center because the entertainment center was like four inches too thin. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, you know what? Fuck, we'll just get a big piece of wood and put it on the top of there this. There you go. Then. That's what eventually, when me and my brother were moving my TV in, we were just going to, because we thought the table wasn't going to be quite long enough. So we were just going to put like an end table next to it to catch the feet on this end. Yeah. And then go over, but it ended up fitting like right on the edges. Yeah. So... I'll probably if I go much bigger, I'll probably just mount it on a wall. Plus, that would be dope to have it mounted on a wall. I just would uh, I'd have to be super like into the place I live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to want to want to go through the trouble of even doing it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah I kind of always I, have that like five percent fear too. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, like at this point, I got uh, like I'm gonna get a warranty on a TV. Yeah, so that's true. Good point. It's just like yeah, at, at this point in my life, if, uh, when I buy, a new, I'm buying like top of the line fucking TV anyway. So like I'm already spending so much fucking money that what's another couple hundred dollars for the fucking warranties? Yeah, like, nothing. You know, TV is like the most used device I have. So that's what, yeah. People be like, I want a new TV, but I, I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to spend more than a hundred and fifty dollars on it. Like. Bro, what? You use it every single day. Just yeah. just spend a bunch of money and buy a nice one. You're going to use it every day for like 10 years. Like yeah. Just get one. All right. Well, we have it. Uh, that is the Games Gonna Ride podcast. Eat your food. Uh, swallow it when you eat it. Uh, uh, da, da, da. Chew it. Mm, there you go. Going to need to do that. Um, we could have been liable for so many, so much damage well, if we hadn't preemptively told them to chew. Seventeen chews, you count them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> count them out loud. <laughs> don't want to chew with your mouth open though, so count them. No, you don't want that. Um, that'll do it, and I'll send you out with some more Angry Beavers music. <laughs> Boop, 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 boop,